0: Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntris here. Great conversation today with Sanford Green, the excellent uh, cartoonist. He's uh, getting into the animation business and has some interesting news on a Netflix series that's coming up this fall. But primarily, Sanford is known for his great comic book work back in the day at uh, DC on things like Wonder Girl and Legion of Superheroes, among some of his DC titles, to his current Marvel work on uh, the series Runaways, which is part of Secret Wars, one of the uh, crossover Over Battle World Stories. He's doing a great job. It's an excellent story, him and Noelle Stevenson. We talk about uh, how they're an unlikely pairing, but uh, how they've provided a very entertaining story. It's not your Brian K. Vaughn Runaways, but uh, I think it's a great group of some young Marvel heroes, and it uh, speaks to the spirit of Runaways, especially in this Doom-influenced universe that's been created by Secret Wars. Stanford is also a participant in the Marvel Hip-Hop covers. Apparently, there's a bit of a Controversy on uh, Marvel's hip hop cover tributes that are coming this fall, and they are uh, mashups of hip hop covers featuring Marvel characters. When the announcement was first made, there were a couple bloggers out there that uh, said it was ironic. Because Marvel lacked diverse creators on their books, specifically no black writers, currently at Marvel. I felt like we've heard a lot of comments from critics, and frankly, I felt like I personally missed an opportunity to talk about this with Reggie Hudlin, who was on the show just a couple of weeks ago. I set that thing up with Reggie at San Diego, and uh, post San Diego, my mind was cottage cheese, and I just didn't uh, pay attention to what was going on. Plus, it was a story about variant covers. Frankly, I'm not a fan of variant covers. I like the fact that they uh, provide a lot of comic book artists with uh, extra work, which I think is a great thing. And I know that uh, cover art for the big two is uh, a high-end gig, even though it's a one-image gig. Um, But I also know that uh, there are a lot of collectors that you know, keep the market afloat by purchasing and their interest in these variant covers. Personally, I feel like uh, that's one of the things that hurt the comic book business back in the 90s. It smacks of uh, what I didn't ever like about sports memorabilia coming out of uh, sports talk and me paying attention to what was going on in sports uh, memorabilia. I felt comic books were doing the same thing. But uh, it's a great opportunity, instead of hearing from a couple critics who are on the outside looking in, to actually hear from Sanford, who is uh, doing a couple of the covers, and I had no idea, but apparently is a much bigger part of this whole uh, program of uh, Marvel hip-hop covers and beyond. Those are some of the things we're going to be talking about today. And uh, it's not a heavy conversation. It's a lot of fun talk as well. But I really think you're going to enjoy today's episode of Word Balloon. It's brought to you by the Cincy Comic-Con, which is coming September 12th and 13th. I don't know if you've seen those full-page ads at uh, DC, but they They're great. And uh, really looking forward to this. I'm a part of Cincy Comic Con. I will be uh, moderating several panels and uh, really looking forward to talking to the creators and the attendees September 12th and 13th at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center in Covington, right across the river from Cincinnati. But man, you are going to have a great time if you head to this event. And I urge you to come. We're just about a week and a half away. Uh, People like Steve Lieber, Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, Bill Willingham, Matt Sturgis, Chris Robertson, Ryan Brown, Cullen Bunn, Chris Burnham Sean Crystal, Matthew Clark uh, Adam Withers and Comfort Love Evan Dorkin, Sean Dove, Ming Doyle, Sarah Dyer, Ray Fox Mike Hawthorne, Andrew Heath Kyle Hotz, Mark Kidwell Jim Mafood, Kevin McGuire, Mike Marisi, Mike Norton, Phil Noto Jeff Parker, Eric Powell, Rick Remender, Derek Robertson, Johnny Ryben, Johnny Ryan, Mike Ruth, Mark Schultz, Chris Sprouse Dave Wachter, Ben Temple Smith, a whole lot more. Uh, there's going to be a celebration of Fear Agent, the 10th anniversary this year with uh, Tony Moore, one of our con hosts, and Rick Remender and Mike Hawthorne, I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, the impact of Fear Agent and what these guys are doing now. Uh, Part of that great conversation of what's going on in creator own comics these days. Uh, In addition, there's going to be a Fables retrospective with uh, the three writers, uh, Willingham, Sturgis, and Robertson. Chris, of course, of uh, iZombie fame, so I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about what's happening with iZombie. Uh, And a whole lot More Really looking forward to not only the panels, but just uh, the vibe that happens every year at Cincy Comic Con. Please join us. That's uh, September 12th and 13th at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center, um, right across the river from Cincinnati. If you're in that tri-state area, it is such a great convention. It's affordable, it's laid back, and it gives you the opportunity to see these creators up close, get uh, maybe commissions from them or some original art if they're selling original art at their tables. Great vendors there as well with memorabilia and stuff. Come join us. Cincy Comic Con happening Saturday and Sunday, September 12th and 13th in Northern Kentucky at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. Word Balloon is also brought to you by InStock Trades. At InStockTrades.com, I will give you some great uh, items to look at and consider from InStock Trades at great deals in the next commercial break. But now I want to get to our conversation with Sanford Green. Uh, it's a pleasure to have him back. We did a conversation a couple of years ago on one of his Kickstarter campaigns, but uh, this is a great opportunity to catch up and see what's going on now. Uh, I saw him in uh, San Diego and we made this uh, conversation happen. So I'm glad to bring you Sanford Green for the show now on Word Balloon. He's back. It's Sanford Green of Secret Sauce. Yeah. Welcome back, Sanford. Good to talk to you.
1: Good man. talking to you, too, man. Good to be back.
0: I'm thrilled. You know, I, 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 in preparation, I wanted to go back and listen to uh, our uh, our last uh, word balloon conversation when you were doing your Kickstarter campaign. Yes, but yes. I saw you in San Diego as well. Right. And told you how much, how much I'm enjoying uh, Runaways, and I got to say, I really like a lot of these Marvel Secret Wars uh, miniseries that have popped up. And uh, you know, at first, I was like, oh, you know, I liked uh, the the K. Vaughn thing enough. I'll, I'll be interested in this. It's obviously vastly different right. what you and Noel Stevenson are doing. Right. But it, it's it's a fun exploration of of a lot of the kid heroes of Marvel, and you know putting them in this different battle world and stuff in a, in a, w- a different situation. But you know, kind of half uh, saved by the bell and half uh, <laughs> you know superhero action, pretty much. And I mean that
1: in the best I, way. i no, not that, a... that, that's that's uh, that's a really, uh, that's a that's a really <laughs> fascinating way to describe it, man. Because. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Saved by the Bell, man. Why not? See, <laughs> <Save>, Jacker <laughs> is
0: cloak is screech. Yeah. All right, oh boy, see.
1: I tell you what. I mean, <laughs> it, Saved by the Bell, a, a darker version of it, I would say. Yes. We,
0: Sorry, that's my TV.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we you know this this series has been definitely a, a fun ride for me and Noel and. John Raj, and of course, Will, Will Moss is the editor over at Marvel with us. And he's been tremendous on how, uh, well versed he is. Uh, he, he really has been in, you know, I've worked with some, some great editors in the last uh, couple of years, but he's by far has been the most enjoyable. Um, he really has, uh, been super supportive for everything, um, we wanted to do in this series, and um, you know, um, there there are a few things even from uh, I guess from uh, a standpoint of just some of my own personal uh, I guess uh, uh, convictions on how I want to tell stories. He's been open to that. Same thing with Noelle; she she has her um, you know convictions on how to tell a, a great story and to reach um, uh, a specific audience. And um, he he managed to balance both of our uh, needs, you know, and um, you, you, I guess you'll you'll begin to see that more, especially um, as the series closes out. I mean, Four Issues, honestly, is, is not enough for some of the things that we really wanted to explore. But, um, hey, you know, that's what Marvel does, man, to give us... They gave us, uh, four issues and, and they wanted to see if we can do something really cool in four issues. And I, I think we've done that. And I think we've, uh, achieved something pretty, uh, pretty exciting. There's a lot of people out there that really are excited about it. I was very nervous about this series at first, but you know, um, because of the history of Runaways, it, it's a, it's, it's, it started and stopped multiple times. Um, and, of course, you have that, that legacy of Brian K. Vaughn and, you know, uh, the other creators that worked on the original series. <clears throat> Trying to live up to that, that can be daunting. Um, but, you know, again, uh, I think we, the cool thing is that we were able to tell our story using um, the concept Runaways. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. And I think that's, that's the thing that a lot of people were, um, I guess pleasantly surprised by because they, they thought it was just going to be a rehash of some of the other things that were established, uh, before. But we, we totally went away from that and, um, came up with some pretty, pretty awesome, um, ideas in, in a really cool direction on that.
0: Well, and a beautiful look too. Adrian Alfona was the uh Yes, yes. Was the original uh Runaways uh, artist. And as you say, you know, the, and I think each each time it came back there were different people that, that worked on it as well. Right. So and it, and then of course, you know, God uh, well Michael Ryan I guess was on there as well, and then also uh uh it was Terry Moore and Roberto Ramos and uh Catherine Immerman and Sarah Pacelli Yeah did a version. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and they were all interesting, and yeah, like you say, I mean, this is yeah, more, Runaways is more of an operative title than an actual continuation of of the Brian K. Vaughn group. Exactly. So there's a couple people in there. Right. Right. But uh, but no, it's it's a lot of fun, and also because it's Battle World, I I think it gives you a chance to go beyond uh, one setting, and I mean, we see that especially in, in issue three, where much like Old Man Logan, the the Runaways break out of their school mm-hmm. and really start to like run around battle world. Right. A bit. Right. So they're able to kind of, you know, check out some of for people who maybe haven't read it yet stuff. They, they get to check out some of the other locations and things. And it's, uh, that's, that's gotta be fun. That has, that had to scratch an itch for you in terms of like some different interludes where you could go to different places.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without, uh, I guess spoiling anything. Um, the ragtag group, they're going to, you know, they're going to cross paths with, uh some interesting characters in the battle world. Um, some, some other characters that I think um, <clears throat> really um, they have their own unique story as well. And um, to kind of see those two, uh, not, not those two, but those several stories kind of intertwine uh, with what we're doing. Um, it was uh, indeed a lot of fun, um, especially when I, when Noel sent me the script for issue, Three, the first thing I thought was, "This is not enough. We need more issues." (laughs) You know,
0: really, yeah. You know,
1: it's it's just thinking about just how fascinating it would be for them to really explore the world. And you know, again, we have four issues, and um, I think we did a good job in kind of um, exploring the the world, battle world. In those uh, in that short period of time, i I really was um, pleased by how we were able to pull that off in such a short uh, run.
0: I'm gonna let people know at least the lineup because it's you know there's cool people in here. pixie's in here, Jubilee. Uh, Amadeus Cho Scar. Right. Great to see Scar. That's and that's great to see Scar and Amadeus Cho in particular being a Hulk fan. Exactly. Uh, Cloak and Dagger. I mentioned Cloak and Dagger earlier. Right. Uh M- Molly's there for the Runaways. Um is Santa a runaway character? I don't remember Santa.
1: And yeah, that was actually a uh creator, uh, well, she I think she was a character um a background character I think in X-Men um, I could be mistaken, but I think she was uh, okay for the uh, Wolverine and the X Men when.
0: Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that would make sense.
1: There's, there's a lot of characters that we like incidental characters that uh-huh. put into um, this this um,
0: mini
1: series that came from and Wolverine and the X Men.
0: I understand, and yeah, Valeria's in there, of course, gives her a little bit more to do beyond the main uh, Secret Wars uh, story, right? Uh, Bucky is in there as well. Yeah. So and yeah, it's kind of it, it is in some ways. If people like Wolverine and the X Men, I would say that that's a good comparison because it is kind of like a darker version mm-hmm. of the school that you know Jason Aaron set up in, in his run in Wolverine and the X Men, and uh, you know, uh, but it's a, it's a Doom school, and obviously Doom being the the overlord and everything of this world. I mean, yeah, So that's all represented in uh, in the school, but it's it's. Yeah, no, it's got moments of comedy, and it, I mean, I, I, Saved by the Bell, I'm being an ass. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, no,
1: dude, that, that's, that's totally, <laughs> I, Death
0: Note. I, all right, a little Death Note in there, too, oh, maybe, I was going right? to
1: say, it's like, if you could take Saved by the Bell and Death Note <laughs> together, that's, that's what this story is all about. That's what The exactly. Runways is. So, yeah, I, I, I have no qualms, you know, with your, your description of, uh,
0: all right. <laughs> I was going to get I was going to get to the Death Note shoe eventually drop that one as well. I was, you know. Yeah. So we're like you like you said you had a little you had a little apprehension um and it sounds like you and Noel had maybe uh two different ideas. Like were you guys put together? I mean or, or did you have an opportunity at other possible secret war tie-ins and stuff that that you could have done?
1: Well, um yes and no. Um Basically, um, I I had some opportunities to work on a couple of other uh, titles, and I just okay. wasn't. Um, I felt
0: for the inventor earlier than the event? earlier,
1: and uh, okay. <clears throat> I just didn't feel like um, I it, it, those those titles. It, they didn't really speak to me, uh, to be honest, um, at the time. And plus, I was um, I was coming off of uh, a couple of other projects, and I just you know I have. A, a newfound conviction about jumping onto projects and how to do that. What what work what works best for me? To be honest with you, I don't like to stop a project and immediately jump back onto another project. You know, um, and that honestly was the, the timing of it was going to be like that for me. So, I um, I I passed on those projects and um, <clears throat> um, I was aware of the, the, the battle world um, story um, arc was uh, up and coming. And um, we went through uh, several uh, titles and uh, the runaways was one of them. And um, well, more or less, they, they offered that to me. Um, okay. You know, Marvel, you know, they're, they're really cool at giving you. They, they 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 work it in a way to where they make you think you have choices, but they really kind of decide for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're pushing you in yeah. a certain direction. Well, hey, you
1: know, you got this over here, but we really think you are will be great on this thing. And um, you know, hey, it is what it is. I I, I wasn't, uh, you know, I was definitely uh, excited once I saw that on the uh, on on the list and that was offered. So we we got into. Um, talking about um, just kind of the overall uh, story for the uh, for the miniseries, and they mentioned Noelle that she was doing it, and so they had already had her, you know, kind of moving along before they contacted me, Um, and um, I was excited once I found out uh, that you know I I was like, wait a minute, Noelle, like Lumberjanes, Noelle and i was like wow that would be very interesting how how you know because I, I i know her from her you know creator own work right? right um and that that work is very um it's it has that charm to it that you 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 can see it being played out in a story like runaways but Again, this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about the, her, the things that she wanted to convey in this story. They're a little different from what I wanted to convey. You know, I'm a lot more intense, more action, more, you know, the the drama aspect of it. And I guess she has some of that, too. She does have that. But her stuff has a lot more of the charm aspect of it as well. So... You know, that's where we were able to come together with her charm and my, you know, I just want to draw a bunch of stuff blowing up and, <laughs> you know, I want, I want to see, I want to see people getting punched, you know, I want to draw, I want to draw that kind of thing, you know, and, um, so <clears throat> we, we just kind of came together, uh, over, uh, I guess about a month. Just talking and we, we got to the place to where we were very, uh, comfortable with the direction of the overall story. And again, Will Moss, he, he was great in, you know, kind of helping us both, uh, convey our stories, um, and, and still feel like, wow, this, this other aspect of it is really cool as well. And it it really has helped me in storytelling because the way she writes it, it, it's a lot of personal moments in this, in this, uh, miniseries. A lot of interaction, these, these emotional, heartfelt moments. And that was something that honestly, I hadn't really drawn, um, in a long time to be honest with you. it's funny because i actually worked my my first big professional work um was um a series i did back um in '07, uh Wonder Girl and uh uh-huh. it had the same kind of charm but that was like the last time i did anything on that level
0: who wrote that who wrote the Wonder Girl mix? that was um that was um Torres um oh that's right Jay Torres yes yes Jay and that makes yeah, that makes sense because he's another one of those warm fuzzy guys, <laughs> for real. you know, I, you know I, I wasn't gonna say warm fuzzy,
1: man. i said charm.
0: Awesome. It's, it's, no, he's, a big, he's a big, he's another big guy like me. But that's all right. We could we could say that charmed about each other. Charm, more apropos, I think. What'd you say?
1: Charm. The word charm. Charmed. Describing it as charmed is more apropos, I think. I would agree. But, um, I would agree. You know, the, <laughs> you know the. That, that that aspect of it you know I hadn't done in a while and it honestly has uh it has it, opened me up to a lot of uh different ways that I can tell uh, my own stories <laughs> um, I have a created own project that uh, it's it's not um out or, or there's no release date or anything yet but it's uh it's a book that I'm gonna do at Dark Horse well I'm working on that right now actually and um it's something that you know I know Mike Richardson, I love him to death, man. He's been super patient with me. <laughs> and I've been uh man, I've done I've done so much other stuff instead of getting this thing done, but I'm I'm working on that right now and a lot of the aspect um the aspects that I learned from in storytelling that I learned from uh runaways, I'm applying that to uh this project I'm doing now. It's called Rotten Apple. Actually, I did um I did a um uh, a short stint in dark horse presents uh with that concept right now. okay and um you know we we got a a, a lot of uh positive uh feedback and, and the reception for it was really um really really good and um he wanted uh Mike Richardson wanted to do a mini series but um i'm going to try to focus on a a one shot and that's what i'm doing right now so again the runaways uh, story arc has uh, really helped me with some some of my own storytelling.
0: That's cool and I you know the way you describe it is a better way of even linking it to the original runaways in that that's where it spiritually right. lives up to the runaways title and cuz that's what that was always about right. as well. So that's that's great and I do think that the two of you are, it's it's you know it's not an obvious blend but the great thing is that uh, will Moss obviously did get you guys together and it's uh, it's good I mean that's the chemistry is really really good right. I really like runaways and I'm really excited for some of the other projects that you've got coming up like I said listening back to uh, the thousand um, yeah. and I'm glad you said this because I wanted to point this out um, I got uh, your deadlines uh, volume 4 uh book of uh, conceptual art and ideas that you're working on and stuff. Right. And in in your final thoughts, I'm going to quote you. Mm Mm-hmm. Over the years, I've done these deadline books as a portfolio of my recent works. It usually features my various projects from comics and animation companies. Everything from Spider-Man to Batman and even Adventure Time has been showcased in my art books. However, I came to realize that I've done a ton of work for so many others and haven't really created anything for myself. Plus, with the wave of creators that started to do more creator-owned projects made me ponder on my career's future. The thought of that made me uh, indignant to start working on my own intellectual properties. So over the last few years, I've sketched, doodled, and plotted, even written ideas to help develop my own properties. I'm finally in a good place where I'm able to produce a full book that features mostly my own concepts. It's really exciting because this is all of me creatively. No style guides, no comic book house styles, just me and what's in my head and on my heart. So I uh, hope you enjoy my visions. Hopefully soon you'll see some of my visions go beyond this book. And that's... That's great, man. Wow, man.
1: Um, I'm standing up right now.
0: Um, <laughs> that was, that was well, good. I had a script. I'm not, I'm not a, if I were extemporaneous, if I were doing Smoke Good Word right now, I'd be good. But, you know, oh, I, totally
1: I'm, I'm see, I totally saw you on stage, House Lights Down, and you have that book in your hand, and you're reading poetry, man. That, that, was, that was awesome.
0: I give it up to you. You're the you're the author, sir. And, I just I'm the messenger.
1: I, I, I give I give uh, credit to my wife uh, as well. She she helped me to uh, make it grammatically correct. So <laughs> I have to make sure that uh, I want it to sound smart. So um, she she definitely helped me out in that. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I guess your question or I, this this by reading that, I guess you wanted to talk a little more about. Where, you're at. where I'm at with uh, things and that nature, okay. yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's interesting because you know, by the end of this conversation, it's going to sound like I'm, well, more or less, uh, it's going to sound like because there's there's something that I'm about to do that's not creator-owned, right? So okay. <laughs> by the time we finish this conversation, all this stuff that I'm talking about creator-owned stuff, you're going to be like, "What, dude? You're not even." <laughs> You're not even speaking to your guns. But no, I mean, this is honestly, this is part of why most creators do uh, mainstream work is to uh, build that brand to where they could go to do their creator own stuff. And that following will be just as strong. I mean, we all see what's happening over at the image, the whole image revolution and you know i honestly had um i had a conversation with uh eric stevenson when i was in san diego i mean t- you know it's like he right now he is he is probably the most uh he has more meetings at san diego than any publisher <laughs> any editor you know by far um simply because of what has uh, transpired over the last few years with uh, the highly successful uh, books that they have over there even some of the lower, I wouldn't say lore, but some of the books that aren't on the radar as much as, you know, uh, the Sex Criminals or, um, you know, uh, Deadly Class or, you know, Black Science or anything like that. Those books are the, those are the big ones, right? But, um, right. and I'm sure there's a tons more, but um, there are a few others. <clears throat> and I have some other colleagues that have uh, properties over there and... They they all say that, um, man, I, I'm making more than I ever made at Marvel um, or DC um, sure. or any of the other companies, for that matter. Um, and that's no knock on any of those guys. But it's just, you know, it's just the, the business model is just different. It's just different. You know, it's just that's like right. it's, it's the same thing as, you know, if you were um, a music artist and you were signed to a major label, you know, yeah, you might have the, the, the notoriety coming from that label because the machine is going to, you know, make sure that your, 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 your name is recognized, you know, right? But from a monetary standpoint, you probably won't see as much, you know, you, you, you will be okay, but the overhead is what, what you, you're always going to be faced with, right? Um, sure. You're always going to have to make sure that there are, a, you know, 20 people that are going to be taken care of before you see anything. Right. So I, I think that, you know, that's why you see a lot of these independent artists now and they're doing well. You know, uh, yes. I'm talking from the music aspect right now, but it's, hear- in, in a sense, that's exactly the same you know, um, it's it's, a, it's it's parallel to what's happening in this industry. It's, it's like, you know, you work for the big two or big three or whatever you want to call it, um, and, you know, you're highly recognized, but it's a different animal if you go over from a monetary standpoint and then possibly even from just um, your, your brand from that standpoint as well. When you go over to like an image or uh, perhaps a, a dark horse or whatever, you know, um, boom, these companies that might, you know, um, have it have a setup to where you can do creator own work. <laughs> but um, the, the overhead is lower in those aspects, you know, um, in many cases.
0: Um, so, well, and in the case of image itself, you're just worried about your own cost of the book. Obviously, I know image gets some sort of percentile, but I forget which news blog. If it was uh, Heidi McDonald at the Beat, or it might have been Bleeding Cool or somebody, but basically they crunch the numbers that around five thousand. And correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. If if you can if you can sell over five thousand as a as a creator owned guy or woman putting out their own book, you're going to make a profit starting at five thousand. Whereas a DC and a Marvel. Are considering canceling a book that sells less than twenty thousand exactly, and we know a lot of creators that are currently selling at Image or in their own deals at some of these smaller publishers, maybe ten thousand, maybe twelve thousand, and they're they're doing good. Yeah. They're they're doing you know they're not they're not they're not burning you know hundreds <laughs> they're not lighting their, oh, yeah. you know cigarettes right. with on hundred dollar bills but they're <laughs> but no they're able to you know make a nice middle class living right. and, and pursue their creator stuff and and get profit. So yeah, that's the difference of these business models and I really appreciate you saying that because I think that can't be said enough Mm -hmm. when when people are looking at their lot in in comics or music as well. I can say it from a broadcasting versus podcasting sense as well and that's why I I, I continually say this. I feel a kinship in what I do with what all you guys do as well, and what I'm trying to do with my podcast. Right. So, so go on, continue. Well, please. you
1: know, and, and you know, it, it, you, you said it. Um, you said it all right there. Is that having creator own work is just it, it's a different ballgame now than it was, possibly even twenty years ago when image first started, you know? Yep. It's hard to believe that it's twenty years already. Good. Three, yeah, man. And you're
0: damn right. I know it's crazy. It really yeah, <laughs> like thing. almost twenty five years, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking uh, about when the when they all when they all left Marvel to create image right, and
1: everything. Right. You know, and even then that was because then it was you know, honestly, it was the seven and their ideas, and you basically come to work for their ideas. That's what yes. it was at that time. Now it's, you know, it is a, man, um, a cornucopia of yeah. just anything that, that's, you, that has a unique voice. It can, you know, it can really fly over at Marvel. I mean, I, I mean I'm sorry, uh, image, but I, I, I'll say this. There are, um, people that work doing the create uh aspect of things, they are very business savvy in how they handle I don't know if I – I don't do a lot of name-dropping, but um, I, I think about, like, Rick Remender, who's a, a buddy of mine. Um, I look at the titles that he, he has there, and he's slowly building, like – Kind of a, a sub publishing company within, you know, yes. it's like we we already know Robert Kirkman is. That's what he what his setup is. But right, it, but the thing that's interesting about this is that anyone that that will go come to Image and they have um, a couple of successful titles, they can technically do the same thing. That's pretty amazing. And there's no limit to that, right? You can have a dozen Robert Kirkmans over there. Sure. And it's not going to be, you know, an issue. There's not going to be, oh, there's not enough, you know, the world. there's too many titles. Like, right. like, like Marvel and DC can't print 100 titles. That's just that, nonsense. But Image can, you know? They can print 200 titles.
0: If, isn't that fascinating? They can print more but they could print more, but yet it's each individual creator that is responsible for its, its responsible own nation. For it.
1: and, that, and that's ultimately why they can do it, <clears throat> because you're you're going to be the the your own personal machine, right? Yes, you're going to be the one that's going to get uh, get everything, and that's why it kind of goes back to the original conversation of you know uh, building the brand. If the brand is already there when you go in, then it kind of sells itself, you know. Um, I do. You know Kelly Sue, the Conic, and, and and Matt Fraction. You know I I always tease them when I when I see them. I say you guys are like Jay Z and Beyonce of this industry. I'll be honest. That's like <laughs> these guys. You know I was like every time I see you guys, it's, it's like you both got your own career, and then you come together, and it's like whoa, this is too much and <laughs> this is a lot of a lot of success happening right here so you know and uh it's funny because fraction and he tried to do like a jay-z verse and it was really awkward but i think he did that on <laughs> he did it on purpose but he those guys are cool they're really cool
0: oh yeah uh, no no that's absolutely but, they're know, doing right they're
1: doing it right but you, you look at even what what they're doing and technically she's she's got her own corner at Marvel, uh, at, at, I'm sorry, at Image, and he does as well. Yes. yes. And it's like, wow, this is, that's when it really dawned on me that you can go over here and technically just set up shop and just build your own little universe right here. You know, you don't have to just settle for that one title or anything like that. And I'm talking like I'm a writer. I'm not really a writer. I just I just like creative things. Um, Kind of going back to what you initially talked about, um, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to be methodical with this thing where when I do something it's going to be something that I one I'm going to be very proud of. I, that's a no-brainer for anyone, I would imagine. But two, something that I can build on. That it won't just be that title and. That's it. It's going to set things up for more stuff. Um, and part of what I'm working on right now, um, from the creator on standpoint, uh, will lead to that. But, um, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I, I cause I know you're going to, we're going to kind of go into some other things, but you know, I have some other stuff that's happening at Marvel. Um, it's not announced or anything yet, <clears throat> and um, okay. I, I think it's it's going to be pretty it's going to be pretty pretty awesome. But um,
0: that's cool. Can I ask yeah. just how long uh, the thing that they haven't announced yet? I'm just curious. How long have you been working on that thing?
1: Uh, we just finished kind of inking the the deal on it. Uh, okay, I, I was, it's not a deal. We just finished, you know, from a contractual standpoint. Do we okay um and I guess it is a deal, but you know uh we, we just finished that um about uh a couple of weeks ago honestly um okay and this this has been something that i've been we've been kind of meeting about for i would say at least three four months maybe more honestly last year's new york comic con i uh, spoke with uh you know um me and axel alonzo um and um Brian michael Bendis, actually um oh that's great yeah yeah we i like those guys yeah those guys are pretty <laughs> cool they're pretty cool oh, yeah. you know um it, it ben, Bendis, you know he he's definitely um a cat, and i can i don't know him well but he he recognizes when, when you when you don't think that you're you're on the radar with with him. He, the minute you you feel like you need to. But long story short, when we met, you know, I felt like I needed to introduce myself because I, this guy doesn't know me. He's like, you know, we were reading and I'm like, hey, Sanford Green. Blah blah blah. He's like, oh, I know who you are. I love your work. And he went down his list. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. And the first thing I thought was where do you even have time to even recognize something like that? I mean, you're so, he's so busy. He's very prolific, you know? Yes, he did. Um, and, um, but that let, that, that gave me, um, I guess some, some, some good reassurance that what we were trying to set up, um, was going to be, um, solid, you know, because you know how this industry is. It's a lot of talk. And, um, things just dwindle away or fall through or whatever you want to call it, right? So, sure. Um, but just
0: have, So you say just, yeah talk talking sometimes it doesn't come through in terms of oh, yeah. the follow through might not be there all the time.
1: Man, sometimes man, how how about like seventy five percent of the time man I could <laughs> you know
0: no, hey man you tell you know, me exactly. Yeah, no, you guys are you know you guys are on that side of the curtain. Okay, I'm not
1: absolutely so, yeah. absolutely and you know it, it's interesting because uh, <laughs> that kind of thing I guess this is a good time to maybe segue into it and I, and I know you you know you wanted to uh, touch on it but I know as uh, as a minority creator um there is a there was a bubbling um perception in terms of being a minority and getting opportunities in this industry right um, especially, and when I say opportunities, I'm not talking about just working in comics, because we all can do that, right? Um, you can start a comic right now if you wanted to. But I'm talking about the real opportunities, the, the ones that, you know, from this industry kind of cements your, your true success, if that makes sense, right?
0: Your credibility to get an your opportunity to get more jobs. Right, you know.
1: Working for Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, you know, mainly those, those companies, you know, um, getting a, a, being a staple in the industry, right? Um, as a minority, you know, you, you, you have to train your, your, your thinking, um, to not let what is, kind of the norm in other industries, right? And I wouldn't even say it's the norm. Yeah, I guess it is to some degree. The norm of when you are up against the establishment. You are a minority creator and you're in, let's just be honest, we're in an industry where there's not a lot of at least at least on the on the side of being you know staples in the big companies, right? Um,
0: not a lot of minorities. Not a lot. As not, 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 not a lot. Um, right.
1: Now they're 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 growing. They're definitely growing. But and I'm 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 speaking on not like today. I'm speaking on like ten years ago. When I first started, um, five years ago, even, right, Um, our voices weren't really heard at all. You know, not to some degree. Yes, there were there were stabs at things. You had people like Kyle Bakers and, you know, creators like that.
0: Milestone would be an initiative like that back in the day. Dennis
1: Cowan and, you know, those guys are like heroes of mine. You know, they're, they're mentors in many ways
0: too, and um,
1: you had those those um, those things, you know, uh, established, but then they they didn't give any real. Um, they 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 were set up in a way to where it 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 was a open door and then it closed. You know what I mean? It wasn't open and stayed open.
0: That makes sense. Uh, it does. I yeah, but no. This, these are the things we don't know as readers. So please, yeah. Why? In what way did they close? Like they just well, the like. I know milestone. Kind of. I don't even know why it stopped.
1: Well, and and again, I, I don't know either. All the details of that, but you know, having to you know coming up, um, and, and 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 seeing a milestone in seeing, um, you know, creators like, um,
0: Kyle Baker or, um, um, hmm. Cartoonist specifically, or would like a Dwayne McDuffie would, a yeah, would a,
1: it's, it's, any, you know, any, any, you know, as a, as, as a African American, uh, seeing these, these, and this is when, you know, of course, Once Wizard, Wizard kind of opened your eyes to what this industry really looks like, right? Yes. You you knew, you know, when I was a kid, you know, Wizard Magazine, I swore by it. I mean, it was the Internet before the Internet, really, you
0: know. Sure. Well it was tiger it was tiger beat for the comics it was industry totally, totally in terms of tiger we, beat. Yeah, because yeah, we finally had faces to put alongside the names that if we were paying attention to the splash page right. and what was written on it, then we knew Kyle Baker's name or we knew Christopher Priest or Jim Owsley or you know I mean yeah. the names. Yeah. And then we didn't it wasn't until Wizard that we actually saw pictures and it's like, Oh, that's what Joe Cassada looks like. All exactly. right.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, Brian Stelfreeze. Is another
0: uh,
1: hero, uh, artistic, uh, creative hero to me. Never thought that he was uh, a black uh, artist. I, I thought, he, you know, the name Brian Stephries, you know, I was just kind of <laughs> like, you know, he's a dude, Jewish. <laughs> I,
0: not, I had
1: no idea. i was like, oh. All oh, right. Well,
0: there you go. There you go. Brian freeze does my teeth, and he's a fine dentist, hey, yeah, and I, and exactly. I appreciate. It.
1: Like, you know, <laughs> this, this guy owns uh, several, you know, house, houses on thirty-fourth Street or something. I mean,
0: all right, he gets to punch me in the mouth the next time he sees me. All right, yeah, sorry, he, Brian. He probably, probably, he'll just look and laugh.
1: He'll look and laugh, and then he'll punch you. Now I'm just Yeah, it's all,
0: right. That's <laughs> but, all uh,
1: right. You know, but again, this this uh, seeing those faces. It really started to empower me, you know. Um, of course, Milestone was kind of like the pinnacle of that empowerment. I mean, you're already you're already into the comic, you know, world. You're you're into the stories. You're into collecting them. You're into um, your favorite characters. You're into your favorite stories, um, and then your world it's a little more open when you see characters that look just like you. And, um, that's, that, that was, that was tremendous for me, man. It, it you know, and I know for many, um, African American creators or just minority creators in general, you know, it was, it was tremendous. Um, like I said, I don't know what happened with, you know, why it discontinued, but, um, you know, when it was there, it was a, a moment of em- empowerment. I remember when they were doing their tour um, and um, they came to Heroes Con, which is my local show in uh, Charlotte. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it was like, it was like I was meeting, you know, Run DMC or something, man. I mean, these guys were, they were, to me, they were Rock stars and I, the steel I, frizzes
0: I, and, the, and the Kyle Baker. Yeah,
1: guys. well, you know, more more specifically, the milestone guys. They,
0: oh, okay. They were they
1: Dennis Cowan and and um, Dwayne McDuffie and all those guys? They were there, and um, man, I mean, I just stood in their line or in their area for like hours. <laughs> I just hung out over there because it was just like I was just in awe, but I I was also studying. I was just kind of like, okay there they in this is at a time where i was just starting to realize that you know i want to do comics i want to draw these things now and not only am i interested in reading and collecting but now i want to draw and that's probably 90% of fans they all come to some point where they think they want to do this for a living and then reality slaps them in the face right and then they realize that okay but <clears throat> that that group that That momentary uh movement made me really take this seriously, and um honestly, I never looked back you know um but I guess the the, the overall story is what I'm saying what, what I'm trying to say is you know the door shut with uh, with the milestone thing, and there wasn't really anything close to that for a very long time, if any, really, you know, there were stabs at some things here and there. Um, The closest thing I can think of, which uh, again, was another kind of moment of like, wow, this, this, that door is about to open again. Maybe, you know, some of the stories that I, that I really want to see and some of the stories that I want to tell, maybe this could be that time for me to possibly get into this industry or at least get my foot in the door. Was uh, that, that time was doing uh, the time that uh, Larry Strowman and um, I think his name was Todd Johnson did that book called Tribe for Image?
0: Okay. Um, yes. Yes.
1: You know, short-lived book, and again, it was just <laughs> it 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 had, and I've heard stories of how well issue one sold. I heard issue one sold, you know, well over a million copies, and of course, that was when Image was making whatever. And it will sell a million copies. But again, a million copies of Todd McFarlane is one thing. But a million copies of this obscure book with nothing but African-American characters with African-American creators, that's selling a million copies. That's another story. You see what I'm saying? Again. And that was like, really? Okay. Here we go you know, this thing to, to to me was the next level of what Milestone initially set up, right? But it was short-lived. <clears throat> so, shortly after that, uh, the whole industry kind of, you know, it just kind of, it just did not, it didn't feel like it was wanting anything like that anymore. Um, <clears throat> and as uh African uh, American creator, you know, you you just felt like you know maybe maybe this is not meant for me, not really. I mean, there's there's been times where I felt like that. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, what kept you going? What kept me going was, I mean, it's, you know, it's going to sound hokey, but my love for this 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 medium. I love the, <clears throat> you know, it's the same for everyone. It doesn't matter the you know, the ethnicity, it's the, it's that passion, it's that whatever, you know, that, 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 that moment when you were however, you know, old and you walked into that, you know, dime store or gas station or wherever and your first encounter with that spinner rack, you know, and what it did to you. So, and, and, and that was the thing that definitely kept me going and, you know, slowly but surely, you know, through, through through all of the, you know, uh, the shortcomings, I would say, um, those, those things were, I found myself in, in many other creators, um, Especially minority creators. We 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 all kind of congregate together. We come to these conventions. But what happens is that shortly after that, we're we're fellowshipping with you know tons of people not like us because the the camaraderie is this comic medium, right? You realize that man there's so much humanity and and Mm -hmm. unity in this industry, but from the aspect of um, from from the business side of it, I guess <clears throat> that's when you know things, you know, they're, they're you know they're, they were challenging. They were very challenging. Um, but yeah, I you know I'm kind of going down this this rabbit hole, but
0: well, as, I was you know.
1: Gonna- I say all that to say, you know, you 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 have your 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 peaks and your valleys, and those valleys, a lot of times are because, at least for 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 me and people, you know, I have other creator um, friends that are minority um, creators, and you know, a lot of how we see and tell our stories come from our experiences right artistically mainly artistically and a lot of times the industry just they they weren't they didn't think that that type of storytelling that type of visual element could could um sustain itself
0: that could sell comics yes and are you saying that the visual s- storytelling of say the 90s when those doors were open mm-hmm. that that they fell out of style or at least the people that were in charge felt that they had fallen out of style i'm
1: basically saying that that there there are i know for me when i again when i saw a milestone or a tribe or they were so different from everything else. They just were. And I know that those things were different because the creators that were creating them are coming from a different experience. Sure. And because they are coming from a different experience, that different experience is similar to my experience. But the industry overall didn't have that. The industry overall, they weren't really coming from that same experience. So it was more of well, this stuff is is interesting, but we don't get it, okay? Uh-huh. And because we don't get it, it probably is not going to sustain itself. It's not going to sell. It's not going to um, gain an audience, right? But meanwhile, again, Tribe sold a million copies, you know? Yeah. The first issue, that is. But, again, if that experience – of the story that, that 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 storytelling experience was just different from, you know, uh, wild wildcats or a uh, whatever was really popular at that time, you know, an image.
0: Back I mean, in '93, yeah. right,
1: yeah, right. I mean, so you know, again, I, I say all that to say, you know, um, the industry is very uh, was at that time very. Single minded. You know, you didn't have a lot of women creators, which is really funny when you think about that because there were a ton of women creators back in like the 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, it's like.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I saw (laughs) San Diego. No, man. I I was at that panel and uh, Ramona Freyden and. You know uh, Trina Robbins yeah. and and you know these people and everything and and God Trina's got a book about all the women that took over the cartooning when a bunch of the you know cartoonists had to go to war. Go off
1: to war, exactly. You
0: know, um, no, you're right. I mean, there was a time when there were a lot of women drawing and writing comics. Right. Um. You know,
1: it, it, you know, you think about a lot of of of, of, of um where the direction. That the industry went, you know, by the 70s. You know, um, I think that's, that, that was pretty much, you know, anyone, you know, of your age. Yes. Or up to maybe my age. The only thing we knew was, you know, Superman, Spider Man, you know, in terms of like what's, what's going to sell, what's popular, you know, Batman. You know all you know like, you know males and True. those characters. You know Wonder Woman even didn't did, didn't do well for how long? I mean,
0: no, she floundered for a, a lot, a good portion of the seventies right. actually, with different concepts, and they threw her back in World War II <laughs> yeah. during the yeah. you know Linda Carter series right. and the uh, Kung, the Kung Fu Street level Denny O'Neill character that Gloria Steinem hated. Right. You know. And, Which I, you understood where she was coming from because right. you depowered you know, inadvertently. It's like, hey, you took the super out of Wonder Woman, and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, right. Sorry, right. <laughs> we thought we were just making her cool. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly.
1: But you know, <laughs> even even with even with you think about Wonder Woman, and uh, and this is just my my belief. I think Wonder Woman would have been canceled just like any other book that didn't identify with the the overall experience of you know white male you know characterization and you know yeah that, that whole experience it it would have been canceled the only reason that book stayed was because of the contractual obligations that
0: Warner to, has yeah w- with the, yeah with with William Marston's estate right. Right. Yeah, and it's and you think maybe it was was it kind of like well I know it's not doing well but if we give it up and God forbid they go across the street to somebody else yeah, <laughs> and we <laughs> screwed up because we've had Wonder Woman for for fifty for thirty years at that point and we screwed it up. Wow, can
1: you can can you imagine Wonder Woman at Marvel? That would have been insane. It's true. No, you're right though, and that's
0: yeah. And it is odd to like kind of consider that that was a possibility. If things had really gotten that bad, that they would have said, "Oh no!" But you know, then there were those touchstone moments, like even Gloria Steinem disagreeing with the way they were doing Wonder Woman, makes the cover of Ms. Magazine. And you know DC's like, all right, it's kind of like Colonel Tom Parker with Elvis, where it's like, as long as they spell your name right, Elvis, publicity is publicity. publicity we yes. don't, yeah, you know, know. Even if it's bad, we don't care, man. You know, bad
1: publicity is still publicity. <laughs>
0: exactly. I guess, but, you, know? you know, so we're sidetracking. Go on. Well, still, it, you know, uh,
1: but again, you know, um, just not a lot of, you know, uh, different experiences in in the storytelling. Um Yes. Or at least in the background, um, yeah, uh, of these characters from from all the major um, companies.
0: Would you think of like? And again, you're a little bit younger. I mean, I and I was a little kid when this stuff was coming out. But I think to Black Lightning, Jefferson Pierce, uh-huh. you know, Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, and you know these when they originally came out, and clearly they came came out at a time. Uh, much like uh, Shang-Chi and, and Bruce Lee and right. stuff, where, you know, hey, the good news was there was a lot of, you know, black action movies that were coming out, and right. uh, Jim Brown, Fred Williamson, who have had the pleasure of, like, you know, <laughs> looking at me very menacingly, but a great guy. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I like, Oh, the Hammer's a good man. I, I liked him. I got to see him when I was covering boxing back in the oh, day, of course. Cool. He was really cool. But yeah, you know, that they were they were coming out with those things, but... I don't know and and you know uh, it was Trevor Von Eden and Tony Isabella with Black Lightning. Yes. Um you know which it always struck me as a as a real positive book. But I'm you know I'm a little white kid so I don't you seriously you know I mean uh, but in terms of but you know right. it, it, what they were trying to say and stuff and his his message and even his mission taking on organized crime in Metropolis and really you know patrolling the streets while Superman's flying above them. Right. Which is an interesting kind of, you know, well if distinction that they, they made pretty clear in the book.
1: Right, right. And you know, again, those with those even with those there there were attempts at, you know, a handful of of, <clears throat> of um stories, but um they were short lived. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, and I think that's the thing. It's like they're a blip on a radar uh, in the grand scheme of your Captain America's and your Superman's and, your, you know, so it's just kind of like, and again, that's totally, totally get the the whole idea of it's the seventies. And we really want to speak. And of course you got the infamous, um, story that, um, that, uh, Neil Adams and, uh, Daniel O'Neill did with the green light, uh, green arrow and green
0: lantern.
1: Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it, 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 Every everyone was conscious of it, and that and that was and that was good, but they they it just didn't sustain itself. No one was willing to see it through because those experiences didn't go away, you know. True, it, it, true. It's just that people more or less got, I think, had quick trigger fingers, I guess, um, on the. A lot of these now. Again, I, you know, I didn't come up. Um, you know, I, I was born in the seventies, but I was very, you know, still real young. I was like five, six when this stuff was happening. Probably a little you. younger, but still, you know, just the the bit that I know, <clears throat> I know that, um, you know, those 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 stories, you know, had more, could have had more traction, and it was. It, it had traction, but um, they didn't—you know—they didn't necessarily see it that way. No, they um, were
0: short-lived, and I because yeah. I've asked those—I've asked Danny O'Neill or uh, and Neil Adams those questions as well. Right. At, at you know what happened? Because yeah, you guys really did take a serious step forward. Well, it was—it was smarter beyond the issues themselves. It was an attempt at, at smarter storytelling too. Right. And each time it was like, "We, well, yeah," but the sales didn't move enough and also we didn't get cooperation from other writers that were writing the same characters, so ultimately it was felt, yeah, nice try, right. but it didn't work. Let's go back to what we know, and it's interesting because as we're recording this this week, I think there's speculation at where DC is currently trying to do more you know, creative things with uh, at least half of their line, right. and there is speculation on whether it's not selling fast enough or quick enough, and are they going to default default back to let's get back to as I guess meat and potatoes has been the yeah. description and everything of like, yeah, business as usual. Yeah. And and yeah, that's sad. And and I know in the case of Black Lightning, I'm pretty sure that it's uh pull back. maybe it wasn't. I was gonna say maybe it was part of that D C implosion, but actually no, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. I think it was. And I mean and again, um, you know, it was that that sales were bad and they just pulled back and they pulled back on everything that wasn't uh, meat and potato superheroes because you know that was all the mystery stuff like House of Mystery, right. and uh, the Shadow, and uh, you know the the sword and sandal stuff they were doing like Claw and yeah. and, and some of these other concepts and Crawl and yeah, unfortunately, the like, stuff. Yeah, what's that? Crawl. I think that. Was. Yes. Yeah, it was one
1: yeah. of those the books.
0: Yeah. yeah. Man. yeah. No, I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing. So, I, you know, and again, that's, I'm, not, I'm not justifying it, but I know that I, that's, that's the unfortunate thing is that as opposed to maybe leaving room for a couple books to keep kind of pursuing this interesting line of storytelling that was new and different. No, you're, you know, they just kind of lopped off books and it was meat and potatoes. But again, it was a different it was a different mindset. And I, you know, I go. So go on, please.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much. This is the the thing that I that I realized too. With when you said business as usual, and even today, you know, some of the the, the temptations to to pull that trigger, like, oh, this is not going to work. I'll pull the trigger. You know. Um, I I think then the difference between now and then is that you do have. The, the resources are a little more vast now, I think, in and, and how you can be creative in getting these unique stories out to an audience that will actually see it, that will connect with it, as opposed wow. to them. But I do think there at the same time back then, I don't think there was enough effort to explore those avenues of... Being able to reach these, uh, reach this audience that will that this story will resonate with. I think the other part of it too is, unfortunately, and I don't know, you know, I I wasn't back around then, but um, I just think that creators there weren't enough creators of diversity telling these diverse stories. Um, So what makes it, you know, nothing against. You know Neil Adams or Denny O'Neill, <clears throat> but that story—how much more powerful that story would have been if, you know, an African American drew it or wrote it. You know, sure, um, because sure. then that creator would have had the resources because they know how to reach the audience that would resonate with that. You know, what I mean, not saying that not saying that those other creators wouldn't have, but. It's a little more automatic, you know, like if I was creating something like that, I I would know exactly where to go, you know, to to reach this audience that's going to connect with this story. If that makes sense.
0: It does. Absolutely. You know, so, I mean, how about a little how about a little further, uh, like, uh, like uh, uh, something like Sabre, which, again, was two white guys. It was Don McGregor and Paul Galicia. Right, right.
1: Right. I'm familiar with the character in the comic, but I I just don't know about the story or the background of it.
0: Was it 78? I guess it was 78. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't have known. My first comic, man, um, first comic I bought was 81. Okay. And that was those three, you know, you get three in a pack, you know, one of those. Sure. It was like a... Oh, yeah, man. It was a crapshoot. You didn't know what was in there, man. You just...
0: (laughs) Yeah I know. Saw, I remember. Believe
1: You saw the front cover and they, and if you're lucky they may have flipped the the, the third comic. They flipped it yep. so you can see the, the, the other cover um on the back side of the package. And um <laughs> man, I mean it was a hodgepodge. I had Iron Man, it was Iron Man in, in there and, and an Avengers book and a Superman book. I mean they really didn't care. Oh wow it, country uh, country yeah, country they, country.
0: Crossed,
1: they crossed it, they crossed them up, man. They, it, wow. It was just comics, Whitman. and I think it was uh, uh, Kmart. So I think there's- oh, it there's
0: Kmart. I was going to say I thought it was Whitman. Yeah. Whitman used to bag all those like three three comics for like you know a buck or whatever. Yeah, that
1: that was totally just them grabbing <laughs> stuff and, and just like all right, this looks cool, put it together. No.
0: Yes, hilarious, man. You're yeah. killing me. So, but all right, let's let, like because honestly, I really appreciate your your observations of like what's been going on the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Getting that Wonder Girl gig. What led up to that?
1: Getting that was, um,
0: whose attention did you get?
1: Um, several. Um, and it's funny because none of the editors are there anymore. <laughs> so, so, uh, I, I guess I'd, I'd rather not, I don't know if I can say if it makes a difference or not, but you know, some of those editors unfortunately left on bad terms or whatever, but so I'll just leave that out. But, um, okay. You know, um, but yeah, they 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 saw my work um, several times. Um,
0: Were they people of color?
1: Actually, I will say that there there was one, um, Nachi Castro. He was sure. over at uh, DC Comics, and uh,
0: yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, just left like in the last year or two, yeah, right about, before I, was, I want to say right before the Burbank move, right,
1: right before the Burbank move. But uh, you know, his his departure was all you know all um, well and good. And okay, but uh, yeah, he he was definitely. A, a uh, an editor that I um, connected with, um, and and you know there's something to be said because I I thought about this before because he was the first editor that I actually had a real conversation with, um, and and probably subconsciously it's because I saw that he was African American. Um, now I've had conversations with editors. This is like way back when. I was trying to get in, and I just didn't know anything.
0: Now, can I just say real fast yeah. that Nachi Castro, much like Brian Stillfries, I didn't realize he was African American; I assumed he was Hispanic. <laughs>
1: hey, you know, and I, I didn't know his name. I just saw him at um, a con- at a convention, and I think he was doing some portfolio reviews. And um, I was standing in line, and I happened to see he was in. He was sitting there. And I said, like, "Oh wow!" And that, you know, again, just like when I saw the Milestone creators it it resonated so you know um we had this great conversation i think it was i think it might have been in chicago at the old wizard shows okay. it's funny we call the we call it the old wizard shows now so um <laughs> back when they were worth it, something i guess but
0: uh I hear, although i did hear that this past one cuz it just happened last weekend yeah. was was actually a big improvement and that they really are trying to make better comic book programming as far as panels go, Danny Fingeroff specifically, I, uh, Dean Haspill was telling me, has been hired by Wizard to really beef up their uh, their panel programming, comic wise. And, and and the description sounded good. I didn't go. I wasn't able to, but I uh, but I did hear. I honestly did hear positive things. So I, I want to give because I've been just as harsh of a critic on the wizard shows in the last five years as as anybody and really disappointed in the direction it went in so if it's on the way back up i'm very happy about that that's excellent.
1: well it's still it's still something to be said about the mere fact that this is a wizard show in your backyard and you didn't go so
0: (laughs) you're right about that you are right about I'm, i'm you know i'm neither here nor there with no, but uh, you're 100% right. I won't deny that. Yeah. And, uh yeah, it's disappointing because that was the first, you know, the Chicago show was, even before it was Wizard, that was one of the great shows oh, yeah. that they ended up buying and for a while ran it well. Yeah. And then for a while didn't run it well. Yeah. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm optimistic that maybe the things are getting better. Yeah, so. it's the,
1: the ebb and flow, I guess, is what...
0: Yeah. But,
1: what um, <laughs> but yeah, the... um um you know, that was the opportunity that I got um, speaking with him. And we we just connected. You know, uh, he gave me some small assignments um, shortly afterwards. Um, and then, you know, one day he was like, hey, you know, um, how would you feel about working on this miniseries? And I was doing cartwheels in my studio <laughs> because it was kind of like finally, you know. Um, and it, it's not like I was trying for a long time prior to that, it was probably about five years and that's, that's on average. So, but it's kind of great, you know, this kind of goes, it kind of goes back to um, training yourself. I think I mentioned that earlier. You have to train your thinking because what you think it is, is not really what it is. If That makes sense. Like, you know, I'm not making, I'm not getting in opportunities because, you know, no one can, I can't, I can't relate to anyone because I'm not, you know, I can't, I don't have the same experiences or the same background or the same, you know what I'm saying? And as these editors or this publisher or, you know, because unfortunately those are, you know, white, you know, um, Caucasian uh, male dominated positions, you know, in this industry. Um, there, are very, yeah. there are very few publishers of color, very few publishers, uh, editors of color. They're, 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 they're in there. Um but they just don't come out as easy as, uh, you know, the counterparts. But, um, okay. You know,
0: sure. And
1: I, I, I'm seeing all of this because I'm leading up to, I guess, what we're going to talk about here in the long, because, <clears throat> you know, I, I totally identify with, with a lot of the sentiment that has transpired over the last few months, I guess. Um, with some of the things that are happening, uh, some of the creative decisions that are happening specifically over at uh, Marvel. Um, I don't know about DC per se. Um, there may have been some, some, um, uh, I guess uh, a lot of opinions about some things there, but I know for sure from Marvel. But I, I, I say, I'm saying, that's why I'm saying a lot of what I'm talking about now
0: Sure, we want the we want the perspective. Yeah, right? I mean that's yeah, absolutely. No, as we want for, as full of a picture as possible, Sanford. Because right. again, you're behind the curtain. Right. I'm not behind. Right, the curtain, right.
1: So, so I mean, I guess we, we, we're kind of we're kind of tiptoeing around the whole thing. So, you know, in the last few uh, months, uh, I guess uh, last month really.
0: Yeah, uh, it was it was right after San Diego. Because I'll even say yeah. I, right after San Diego. I don't know, and I, and I know a lot of people are like this. We're brain dreaded. right? I mean, it's and honestly, like that whole week after San Diego, I didn't look at comic book news. And also, when it comes to variant covers, <laughs> I I appreciate the work that it creates for the artists. Right. I I honestly that always scares me because to me that reminds me of what killed comics in the nineties. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say you had the whole glow in the dark, scratch and sniff, yeah, foiled,
0: yeah. stamped and
1: super embossed, you know, holographic. <laughs> exactly. Holograms.
0: Yeah, one out of
1: a thousand, you know, yeah.
0: Yes. And it was really exclusionary. It always felt, and I always was like, I don't like that. I never liked that in uh, baseball cards and sports memorabilia by the same token. I'm like, hey, you know, if it's cool, let everyone have a chance to buy it. And again, I can appreciate trying to make something of value, but I also think, and uh, again, I think Wizard played a part in inflating the value of a lot of this stuff, and it really just, it, it just, there was a crass commercialism rather than, hey, look at this beautiful art, let's make sure everyone gets a chance to see and enjoy this amazing art, which I always thought was amazingly cool about comics, and it just kind of seemed counterproductive. That said, right. we're talking obviously about the variant hip-hop covers, and that no, that news initially was met with, I think, a positive reaction from the music uh, community, mm-hmm. and then some people objected to it because they said it it uh, seemed ironic that uh, these hip hop covers were being made at a time when there were no black writers at Marvel Comics. Right,
1: right, and um, totally, absolutely understandable. This is why um, I I've said what I said about um, the the way that uh, my experience has been in the industry you know um been doing this for 12 years and <clears throat> there has has been absolutely those feelings of okay this is not happening for me because of my skin color or because i see my experiences are different from the mainstream experience of this industry and okay. they don't know what to do with this. So they just kind of put me in the, in a corner until they're ready to play with me and bring me out. You know, Hey, here he is, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and that's just as real as I can get. And I, th- those feelings are, are shared by a multitude of creators. Okay. Um, just being real with that. I think, yeah. uh, but I think the biggest thing with what is happening now is that this, unlike the other stabs of things, were coming from some knee-jerk reactions to some degree. Um, some, not all. Like the milestone thing, I don't think was necessarily starting it wasn't knee-jerk. Pulling it was, I in my opinion. Um, same thing with tribe and, and unfortunately those are the only two that stand out to me. I know that there are other movements, um but again there's still few fewer than the norm of uh the the normal, you know, uh, other uh titles in, in, in um business um
0: property. Sure, I remember one I remember one that Christopher Priest started. Was it the crew? Right. Remember that from the oh, yeah, yeah, mid early two thousands right. and stuff and it was Absolutely. yeah, that was a really cool book. Yeah. It only lasted six issues and it was gone. Yeah,
1: that you know, and I think that was the beginning honestly, that was the beginning for me to go, Okay, there's a problem here. Okay. Um it's interesting you brought that up because I was going to mention that um I just couldn't remember the name of the title, unfortunately, because it wasn't around.
0: This was a blip. Yeah, man. No, I, I, I understand, and uh, and again, yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. Right. So even <laughs> even the white guy liked it. <laughs> At least this one did. But
1: you know, you, 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 have okay. You, you had, um. You had this concept, and um, hopefully, I can pull this together. right explaining You had this concept, the crew. And the title was a little kind of like, okay, why the crew? Why does it have to be so?
0: Uh, Wait, that was negative. Go
1: on. Yeah. It, it, well, okay. not necessarily negative, but I, I could see where it could be because it was it was kind of like the same way that you have this hip hop cover initiative, um, variant cover initiative, happening now. There was still an aspect of negativity that came from it, right? And, um, but here's where I think the difference is between that and what this is here. Um, this, this was, it, it's coming from a genuine place. I've known Axel for a few years now. Um, actually, I've known him for about four years. And I know for a fact, actually, our initial connection came from talking about music, hip hop music. Actually, we were at a dinner. I didn't even know him. Uh, he was sitting at one end of the, of the table and I knew who he was. Of course, you know, he's the editor. He, he just became the editor in chief. Actually, he wasn't just yet, but he was still at Marvel.
0: He was running the X-Men line. He was running
1: the X-Men line. And, um, you know, I wanted to have a conversation with him, but I felt like, you know, I just don't, you know, you don't want to be intrusive, that kind of thing. And we're, we're in a big party and, you know, you're at a table and you're just trying to maintain your your space. <laughs> so Sure. But this was one time where I did not mind invading his space. This is what happened. basically, we were in a conversation, uh, me and a few friends and I overheard him mention a name of a group, a hip hop group that at that table, I'll just be real with you. No one would know who that group is. Okay. It was very rare. It was a very obscure group, but he meant, and I I overheard it and I I thought I was like, okay, did he just mention the name of this group? So I said, excuse me, um, you know, Axel, um, did you just mention, and I said the name of the group, and he was like, oh, yeah, they're awesome. And it was over. It was a wrap. I was like, okay, this is my new best friend.
0: <laughs> what was the name of the group? Uh, let, let people know, because obviously I'm going to be like yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: Pete Pete Rock and CL Smooth.
0: Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Isn't that one of the covers?
1: Yeah. that. Well, here you go, full circle.
0: <laughs> all right, go for- ahead. <laughs>
1: and I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, How does he know that? How do you know that? Okay, you know because of the cover thing. Well, still, you know, um, <laughs> we, we started having this conversation, and for two hours at that dinner table, we shut out everyone else, and we were just talking about, we didn't even eat. I barely ate. Because it was like, wow, this guy really, really is into this thing. And you know, from that time on, you know, I would see him at conventions. Of course, you know, once I had that initial connection, of course I had his information, you know, as far as, you know, again, once you get that connection, you want to make sure you can get the contact information and you want to correspond over time, <clears throat> you know, and, um, you know, I honestly felt like his it, the connection with him was almost, I didn't want to ask for, you know, a project or anything like that. You know what I mean? It was like, it just, it got to the place to where we actually became like real friends, which is, <laughs> you know, and, but it wasn't, you know, I understood at the same time, I, you know, I got to make a living. So there was those times where we talked business, but many other times it was about, you know, the music or sports. Yep. Or our kids, you know, anything like that. Sure. Sure. So um when when we first started to talk about um you know this initiative, he 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 called me back um in February, right? Okay. I think it was February. Maybe yeah, somewhere around then. And when he told me, I was driving and I said, oh, my gosh, I got to pull over, man. This is going to be insane because you're, you're about to do what I've been looking for in this industry for at least a decade. Ever since that crew thing happened, okay, um, where the music, especially that music, that genre of music, and the comic industry were parallel with one another. They are parallel. There are groups that pattern their whole musical style because of the influence of a Marvel comic. Yep. You know, let's not, we we can just name one group, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, which they, they, every member of their, their group you know, uses some Marvel persona.
0: I was going to say, throw it on the roster. Absolutely, man. No, like, like school, school everybody else that doesn't (laughs) know, but no, please go ahead. You know, you get, you got your mainstays. I don't want to,
1: you know, go all the way down that, that list, but because that group is huge anyway, but you got like Method Man and he, he, he was heavily influenced by Ghost Rider. You know, he calls himself Johnny Blaze. That's like his, other (laughs) you know, it's just like, you know, of course, the, the the one that um, is probably the most popular right now is is Ghostface and him being he calls himself uh, Tony Stark. So as a matter of fact, he had a he had a uh, uh, an album called Iron Man. Right, you know? absolutely. And I was wondering, oh my God, Marvel's gonna sue these guys, you know? I, you know, I. I, I just didn't, I, I, you know, but it was just so incredible to me to know that this group is—I would say they're the Rolling Stones of the hip hop industry. You in might.
0: I think that's. The, I think that works absolutely. I mean,
1: they've been around for twenty plus years. They're—they're they're not going anywhere. They all—they got a catalog that goes for forever, and they're—you know—they—they—they. They, they, reaching into other media. They reach into these mediums that, you know, no other group really has been able to do on the level that they're doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that's oh, just, yeah. that's just one group. I mean, sure you, you've seen the initiative. You see, you've seen all the different covers every artist that has been recognized um, on these covers. They all have shown tremendous support. And they all have voiced growing up reading Marvel, you know. Um, so it was like for me, as a, as a, as as we're going through this, it was a no brainer. It was a no brainer for a decade. I was like, why can't this come together? Why can't we have? <clears throat> because the audience is there. The audience so is you, there. These. There, there
0: yeah. was. There was. There was a complaint though that this was like a one sided that, that you know the press release really said there's been a dialogue between Marvel comics and the hip hop community, and I think critics that were negative about it said, yeah, it's a one way dialogue
1: right and, and uh, it, it, I, again
0: i you know i I don't know man i was I was busy you know not listening, <laughs> so you know, so tell me like is that that is that, uh, is that, fair? Yeah. Is that fair is that a fair is that a fair rap or is it is it more like well, no, it's just I don't know. You well, tell me. And,
1: and, and this kind of this goes back to the reason why I um, I've I've said everything that I've said up to this point. I I totally get where people are coming from, but as someone who has been there, I know for a fact, without a doubt, this is different. And there will be more difference happening. More, I guess that's the proper way to say it. Okay. There will be more change, sure. You know, um, happening, um, and it's already happening. This this was technically supposed to be the launching pad for what Marvel's going to look like in the future. Okay. Okay. We wanted to make it to where you can enjoy this homage to this 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 culture at the same time kind of underneath that are creators that are bubbling to the surface that will move forward from from that point but <clears throat> unfortunately there were a handful of people that didn't see it that way and I, and I'll be honest with you one of the there were a handful of people that I knew personally that were kind of like sounding the, the, the horns on this thing the loudest. Um, and I basically said to them personally, I was like, Hey, you know, as a creative a creative person, um, now is the time. Now is the time. Don't 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 look at this as status quo. This this is coming from someplace pretty exciting. This is coming from from someplace pretty genuine, and now's the time. So, you know, I'm just advising you. <laughs> you know, just, I appreciate that. You know, don't don't go down that path that we've been down before. Because if you if that happens this time, you know, and, and it's not like a you know, you're never working comics or Marvel or DC or whatever. It's not that. But you know, it it, it does it's industry small. So you, you can't burn too many bridges. And some people they're the mind state of, well, it's never gonna happen for me anyway. Unfortunately. That's kind of the the mind state. <clears throat> but um those people, you know, I say to them, um if there's an opportunity now would be the time, and the only thing I advise all of my creative people to do is to to just put their head down at the drafting table and, and get busy, um, because even even from this standpoint, um, the Marvel and, you know DC's they're trying to do some diverse things too. I and I'm only saying this I'm not saying this only because I'm working at uh, Marvel but um but what Marvel's is doing is going to be different and uh you know I'm excited about it I'm excited to be kind of you know in the thick of what will be um I think history making you know it's already That's great. it's already there you know it's already happening now <clears throat> you know I think these covers um, you know, like I said earlier, they're coming from a very genuine place and, um, you know, <laughs> I had a conversation with, uh with, with Axel, um, and I, I'm sure you wouldn't mind be talking about this. <clears throat> we, we were talking about just who, who we wanted to do the covers, um, and I, and I, and I really, um. Uh, I'm grateful that he 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 looked to me, I guess, for a lot of guidance on how to navigate these waters. You know, because these waters are treacherous.
0: <laughs> you know, it, when you say waters, what do you in terms of of, of, bringing- just, of
1: just just the
0: the the audience. Are you talking about the hip hop audience or just even the general public? Period? The general
1: public, the hip hop audience, the comic audience, everyone, everybody, yeah. okay. Because you, this thing has cross pollinated like nothing else has. Okay. <laughs> it's a dick. Okay, so you you got, you know, from my understanding, you have uh, media uh, media websites that cover sports that are talking about this. Now, of course, you know, you've got that aspect where of course, uh, sports have covered, you know, comic stuff before, but this is still, it's not even sports. This is music, but they're, they're still on it because, or they are on it because it's gained so much traction, you know, as far as like how popular these things are. Um, every music site you can think of. Sure. Is covering this thing. Um, <clears throat> there are going to be a few interviews on, Uh, some major um, urban radio stations up in New York. Um, No kidding. Yeah, I mean, this, like I said, these things are, Oh, I look forward to that. Yeah. These things, this thing is, (laughs) it's open to dialogue. Yeah. I mean, and this is, and this is again, um, 10 years. I've been waiting for something like this. I know of other fans of the creators that have been waiting for this. Um, But again, Talking to Axel, it's been really cool that he's been you know, uh, shoulder-tapping me, uh, wanting to make sure that uh, this thing is, is done the, you know, the best way possible, that the, the foot that we put forward on this is going to be solid and it's, it's not going to be just a flash-in-the-pan thing, um, which, again, totally understandable. Uh, there are a handful of people that kind of felt that way and that felt like, okay, this is just some gimmick. And Lip service. Idea, yeah, these guys are going to, these, these guys that are working on these covers, they're going to go back to, you know,
0: not getting, gigs.
1: not getting anything and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. I can say definitively that that's not true. <laughs> you know, cool. I, I wish I could. Say something, but I, I guess I am saying something that that you know is it, just simply not true. And I'm I'm just so uh, humbled and, and grateful that um, I was uh, asked to to kind of guide some of this stuff, you know, um, to kind of say, oh, who's out there that we need to to look out for, and we need to get over here to do something. And I was,
0: in ter- was that in terms of of other creators that haven't been tapped yet Uh, or that, or that hadn't been tapped yet until you made Axel aware of them as far as Marvel or like, in what ways are you like, were you? Yes
1: to all of that. People that are established, people that are not, that that's not established, people that, that uh, are writers, that are artists, you know, I, I I know, and, uh, you know, I, and and realistically, I can't, I can give them, you know, a thousand people, right? And they can pick one. <laughs> you know that. That's the, sure. I can't. I, I. I can't hold a gun to their head, but they are asking. That has never happened before. Okay. They say, "Give me everyone that you think is worth looking at." Okay. And I'm like, "Here you go."
0: Because, and I and I mentioned this to you before we started recording. And I said this briefly, or and maybe I didn't say it specifically enough when I wrote. Because I, I had Reggie Hudlin on right. a couple weeks ago. And, man, I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm such a fan of his. Yes. And it was really exciting. And I knew I only had a half hour. And I had no idea that the hip-hop controversy was going on. Right. And, I, and I really focused on the positive because I really think he has done a lot of really good things in general, in nerd culture, let alone stuff that has helped african-americans it's just the product that he has been associated with has really been great i mean i was part of that original audience that saw the first house party and <laughs> and it was and dude i'm telling you that's a great movie i yeah. stand by that movie all the time yeah. because the performances up and down not just get play but all the all the adults in that movie too are right. just some of the funniest god uh robin uh the, the stand-up that passed away robin yeah robin uh, harris Robin Harris, yeah. oh God, that guy! What a genius! Absolutely, absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: Oh, you know, so so I'm a huge Reggie hudlin fan. I had no idea about this hip hop controversy, and he on his own just happened to casually say, you know, I, I learned how to write comics because of uh, talking to Axel Alonso, and he really helped me out when I was writing my first comics. Right. What I had always heard, and and never that I solicited this, but first of all, Axel at Vertigo was one of those guys that just had the touch when it came to finding amazing talent that you've never heard of before. Yeah. And so many interesting books visually and story-wise came under Axel's purview. I'm sure that's why Marvel hired him away. Yeah, so- and 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 then when he took over for, for Joe Quesada as editor-in-chief, yeah, man, I mean, this is – this is what I believed and in my conversations with him. And further, I have always heard at the end of every Marvel summit, and we've talked about the creative summits on Word Balloon, where the writers and artists get together. They basically lay out what their planned pitches are for the next six months or a year or whatever it is. But they would always wrap up with, okay, who aren't we working with and who should we be working with? Mm-hmm. And they would go around the horn right. and ask all the creatives there, who should we be working with? Right. So and then also I look at the amount of women and other people of color that are that are working at Marvel that seem to have increased a lot. And especially after a very vocal uh part of the audience got up and said, Hey, we don't see enough women. Right. Let's go. Right. And it's like, all right. And all of a sudden, Noelle's a good example of that. Marguerite's a good example of yeah. that. Uh, you know, G. Willow Wilson uh, Kelly Sue left, Marjorie Liu left, yeah. but I mean, again, have, did significant runs, and not only that, because another knock I heard was, yeah, they're hiring people, but they're not letting them play with the big toys. Well, Kelly Sue wrote an Avengers book, yeah, and Mar- Marjorie Liu wrote uh, an X Men book where two gay, gay characters got married right. right on the cover, yeah. You know, so I mean, it's like, okay, so I'm really glad to hear that, and then also, just because again, I think Marvel is bigger than just comics. We all know that there's a Luke Cage show that's about to happen on Netflix as soon as Jessica Jones is done. Right. Mike Cotton's going to be on that show. But more importantly, the showrunner for the Luke Cage show is an African American gentleman. Right. We know John Ridley is working on something with Marvel. John Ridley is no small potatoes. Yeah. And he's got something big going on. And we know Black Panther's coming to the movies real soon. We know the Luke Cage TV show is coming soon. I don't know. I, I, you don't need to connect the dots too hard to figure out that there are likely Black Panther books and Luke Cage books probably in development oh, and stuff. Nice. That's, and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's awesome. And again, you know, it's, I, I, I think that's the case. And at least that was my observation. So that's why when some of the critics did pop up, it, it disappointed me because I'm like, um, the guy that you're pointing at is pretty cool about diversity. And right. Seems to be doing a lot, right. and you might have caught him at a time where no, there are no currently no you know black writers in Marvel, but currently is really fleeting. <laughs> that's a short period of time, I, and, and and you know and I and so so you know yeah, there's just big things coming that I, I it would not surprise me a year from now that this is less of a problem, and I hope that and and you know I, I, what you've told me that's that's great because again, you know you're you're in a position of knowing people that maybe aren't getting the right opportunities and stuff. And, uh, and I w- would appreciate that kind of information as well, but it's just like, well, I don't know. It just, it, like I said, it just seemed like for years I heard Axel's one of those guys that's always looking for diverse talent. Right. Right. So Absolutely. that's, that, there's my, there's my, you know, <laughs> five minutes on it.
1: Well, you know, Matt, <laughs> again, um, well, I, I, you know, you, you said it best, man. Um, a year from now, I, maybe, I, definitely definitely 6 months from now okay it's going to be another ball game in my opinion
0: um the key is much like dc because dc like i said right now and it's so funny cuz this new initiative just started in june and and again i'm just pointing at what what's being written right now and that is, well we'll see if they stick with it or not that was my whole like Thing too, and I'm sure this is what these critics are saying as well. In terms of, oh, fine and good, you know, you might make some hires. Like we just said, there there have been blips along the way that that you know were, were canceled. So yeah, time time and the commitment be, behind making these changes will tell. But I have a feeling that again, Marvel is not just comics. I think with TV and movies and stuff, it would it be in their best interest. Given the characters that they are about to exploit on a huge canvas, we saw how big Daredevil happened, man. And I'm telling you, every conversation I've had with Jeff Loeb has been, "Holy shit, you are not going to believe Luke Cage when you see him." Wow. He, I mean, yeah, you know, man. I mean, which is, I think, is great as a Luke Cage fan. I can't,
1: I can't begin to tell you how excited I am, you know, hearing that because that, that's the character that i uh, grew up with man that <clears throat> you know um going all the way back to what i said earlier you know i bought comics and you saw those handful of characters that you identify with that you can connect with um because they they look like you you know you see brown t- t- mean, yeah. and this guy is he's got a lot of muscles and he's smiling <laughs> he looks like He's powerful and happy. Oh man, give this to me. I need that. I need. I need to feel powerful and happy. You know, and um, that's where 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 it all came from, man. So yeah, definitely uh, a special place um in my heart, you know, for that character.
0: That's cool. And I'll talk. I want to talk about these two covers, but uh, you know you know who I really want to see come back, and I loved him for the brief time that Christopher Priest created him and played with him was Casper Cole. Oh, wow. That, that replacement Black Panther, yeah. and he became yeah. White Tiger or whatever he became t- after. became yeah, the
1: White Tiger, uh, or was the White Tiger, I think. I mean, you know, I don't...
0: He was cool. Well, it was just a, such a neat idea yeah. of putting a beat cop into the Panther's uniform and have him have to pull off the regal Black Panther right. kind of covertly and also like, all right, how am I going to do this while the Panther's sorting out his stuff? Yeah. And I just thought, I'm like, oh, this is really cool was Yeah, like, it was, yeah,
1: a, it was a, a pretty, pretty neat idea. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some possibilities, uh, you know, you even see what's happening with the dead uh, story. Um, I keep trying to see if I could catch any hints of some possibilities of, um, that character possibly showing up in that. I don't know, you know, um,
0: Oh, in, in the Netflix Daredevil? Yeah, yeah. Or, in, you know, because, yeah, I, you know. But I also liked what David Liss uh, put uh, Black Panther in uh, Man Without Fear for a while with Francesco Francavilla. Yeah. That was fun. That was a decent yeah, run. Yeah, that was
1: really cool, too. I mean, you know, it's, it, again, there, there's a lot of really exciting things. You you know, you said it already. Um, there's some exciting, some exciting things happening, and, um, you know, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I'm um, – you know, I'm, I'm, along for the ride, um, and to some degree in a, in a pretty, pretty awesome way. My, my, my perspective on things are kind of unique, man. I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my inbox of all the cool stuff in the people that are attached to these things, these new books. <laughs> I'm like, what?
0: He's doing what?
1: Oh my God. God, that's going to be insane, you know, that,
0: you know, so. Uh, and Stafford, honestly, like, please for the people, because you and I know, like, how this interview happened. This interview was set up in San Diego. Yeah. On, on the Sunday of San Diego, before the hip-hop stuff uh, was announced. Right. And truly wanted to talk to you about Runaways and your animation stuff regardless, because I'm a fan. <laughs> and so it's, I really, I truly appreciate, we're not done, but I truly appreciate your point of view and how much, you know, candor you've brought to this conversation yeah. because like I said, I, I just thought we were going to, as a, I thought we were going to be talking about you as a participant in uh, doing these two, it's just the two covers, right?
1: Yeah. There, there'll be a few more.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're not announced yet. so. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. But no, honestly, yeah. It's just so, yeah. Like, you know, I feel like a magician, you know, we haven't met before, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly – no, well, because honestly, and I don't know why this – happened. and I guess because I think because I'm, I try to be fair. That I, and, and also I'm very – and I always make a point of saying Marvel's been very good to me in terms of the access they've given me, and I don't deny that. Right. Um, but I also don't come with an agenda beyond trying to understand. And also the other agenda – the other half of that is too I'm not here to fuck up anybody's PR plans. Right. Public relations plans, plans, because I just think everything that's happening in, in comics is really at an interesting point. And that's why, I, by the way, um, some people might say, well, what does the, the Luke Cage TV show or the Black Panther movie have to do with what we're talking about? For me, it's all Marvel, and it's also pointing out the fact that Marvel has uh, people of color behind these initiatives in very important roles. Right. And, I, and beyond just what we're going to see in front of the camera. Right. You know, I mean, so I, I, I think that's really, really important to point out and say they're already doing it. And, you know, someone is like, well, there's no black black people write comics in Marvel. It's like, yeah, but there's a lot of black writers that are writing television and movies in Marvel right now. There you go. Or at least a couple <laughs> that are pretty significant guys. And it's like uh, that's that's got to count for something.
1: Well, they, they, they're, they're, they're getting it right in, in all facets. Yeah, I can say that with complete confidence.
0: 'Cause yeah, I think they want to get as many eyeballs and, and be legit. I mean they don't wanna they don't wanna give a, a crappy I mean, we've God, we've had poor Shaq <laughs> to it steal. It's okay, Shaq. We <laughs> you. you know, it's alright. Yeah, and I that, say this is a guy sports funny. too. I, yeah. I don't, even,
1: I don't even claim that.
0: Oh my gosh. Well then, you know, like Shazam will just like whatever yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah. Right. Oof. Oof. <laughs> All right, so back to positive stuff. Positive, Let's, yes. These, so yeah, like I said, when you said Pete Rock and Seal Smooth, I'm like, wait a minute, that's the Hawkeye cover, All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I won't claim to have heard their music. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, I, I just saw that name. I got
1: to get you that. a few uh, MP3s of their music, man. I think well, I'll give free. you I'll give you some of their their, their classic stuff. Uh, they did some stuff for um, the 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 art the the, the producer. Um, of the group is one half of the group. One member, one half of the, uh, it's a duo basically. Uh-huh. And uh, Pete Rock is, yeah. uh, he's one half of the group and he's the producer of the group. And okay. um, he did a lot of production for, I mean, you name, you name the artist. He did stuff for Run DMC. Um, cool. He did one of the biggest, um, Biggest songs actually. And um oh man, you just you named the the you know, the the, the high end, you know, side, the more commercial side. He's done a lot of stuff for that. So he okay. he's definitely a staple. Um you mentioned him in most circles, people will know who he is.
0: Now you know who he is. There you go. I know. Jeez. I know, dude. I always. I feel like I'm 85 when I'm talking to you. Sometimes I know because even he also said, like I said to the last time we talked, and I'm like, oh Jesus, man, grandpa is learning now from Sanford. This is lovely. Like, you're,
1: you're, you know, you didn't even need wiki for for.
0: This, so. <laughs> but yeah. I love the Hawkeye cover. Thank, That's awesome. Man. Thank you.
1: And I did the uh, one for De La Soul.
0: Taylor Sowell, absolutely. They're, that was extraordinary expert. Now, Taylor Sowell, I know. All right.
1: yeah, I, I was going to say, I think you would know those guys.
0: They're,
1: yes. They're, they're pretty <laughs> established. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, but again, I mean, Axel would, uh, he would He would call me or he would send a text and he would say, hey, um, check this one out. And it'll be something like, oh, man. I mean, it's like he just, he his his range is amazing. He he knows about every artist that's out there. <laughs> so I'm like, man, how do you even know? He did one. Um, I didn't even know who it was, and I, I was. He, and he, you know, he, of course, he kind of scolded me for it because I was like, oh man, I'm. I can go and you know hang my head somewhere and, and in shame for a while, but um, he. It was. Um, he's doing the the. Um, Crang, I think it's Crang. Um, is it a variant cover, hip hop variant cover, and he used. Okay. He basically got the the artist Damien Scott, who is really known for his. his um, he has a graffiti influence in his work. Uh-huh. Um His stuff is his stuff is oh, awesome, yeah. but. Uh,
0: I know Damien Scott absolutely. You know.
1: Um, you know. He he did this cover, and I really thought it was. He sent me an email and it was. It looked like an old record, and that's what the album cover looked like, here from the original the, the rap um, artist that he was referring from, and um, the rap artist's name is Schoolie D.
0: And this is like. Oh, I know Schoolie D. Go on, hold on. Oh really? <laughs> hold on.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: Hold on. Okay.
1: Man, you're you're amazing me every. Oh stop, stuff, man.
0: <laughs> So is that? I'm, I'm trying to see which. Uh, You're looking
1: at it right now. Well, um, I'm trying to find it as we're talking. Yeah, it,
0: uh, dude.
1: Um, I still have it on my phone. I can forward it to you at some point. But um,
0: that's not the. That's not a little Spidey, is it? No, that's a Little Wayne. That was Little Wayne, not Little Spidey. Oh so yeah, yeah. All right. So wait a minute, Schoolie D. Which uh, are
1: you on? So are you on the? On, are you on Marvel's website or where? Are you?
0: No, I'm. I'm just doing. i Google search uh, searching. Uh, Damian Scott, Marvel Hip Hop Yeah. <laughs> That's Real. some
1: serious uh, searching, then, man. But um, I don't even know if it was. It should have been announced because he wouldn't have shown me if it wasn't ready to go out. Some of, some of them, he'll show me the process, and he'll sure. You know, he'll say, "Hey, don't show anyone." But if it's something, you know, if he doesn't say that, then I know it's something that's out there already or about to be. But um.
0: Which which original Schooley D cover was
1: it? It was uh, it was oh god it was like yellow and black. That's the only way I can describe it. As as oh, short.
0: and is it and is it like graffiti and stuff? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm looking at the original now, it, and it's yeah, it's. Uh, I think it,
1: it had sco- "Uptown it Saturday Night" on the on the. It was a it was like a twelve inch. I think it was a twelve inch. Basically, Warren Ellis. He, he basically the way that it, he designed it. He had the artist name, and of course, Warren Ellis, I think, is writing that book. And okay. um, <laughs> when he sent it to me, it looked just like the old record. So I'm like, I saw Warren Ellis's name on this old record. I'm like, why did Warren Ellis make a an old hip hop track back in the '80s? I don't understand. I'm like, I'm texting, I'm texting him back, and I'm like, dude, what in the world? I was like, was Warren Ellis a rapper? Back Back in the '70s, I'm like, "Why are you sending this to me, man?" And he was like, "No, nah, dude, that's the cover." And I'm like, oh, I, it look so authentic. I was blown away because it looked really authentic, and uh,
0: that and it's got is it got like Schoolhouse Rock kind of yes, uh, yes at the bottom, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's laid out kind of like our crumbs, Grateful Dead. That's exactly,
1: cover. exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking. All right, I'm looking at the original now. I can't wait to see this. Yeah. So if so, you, I don't know. Oh man, you might be talking out of school right now. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that that again, one of the other complaints about this initiative was, hey, uh, you know, there's a bunch of artists that have been uh, doing this uh, over on Tumblr and stuff, and they didn't get the credit, or they they should have been asked to participate. And I'm like, um, with respect to those creators, this isn't anything new, and this is where old man John does come out <laughs> and say that get off you my know, lawn. Well, not so much get off my lawn, but it's like um, comic-like uh, tributes to album, rock album covers or music album covers have been going on for decades. Oh, yeah. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. And it's like, so I'm not sure what – when they're like, well, they you know Marvel, Marvel saw our stuff and they ripped this off. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, uh, sorry. I don't think – I mean, and some of these guys I think have very – of like popular Tumblr tumbler accounts, and I don't deny that or doubt that. But by the same token, it's like you didn't invent the wheel. With all due respect, right? This isn't you know, and I and I'm like, and also you just like Marvel or, you know, like we were saying about Ghostface and some of the other guys too. It's like, hey, nobody owned this stuff. They just all were just tributing tributing each other, and it's all part of pop culture, which is great, right? Because th- there was also this little bit of, and and again, I I. I Defer to you, Sanford, because I am not an African-American. But when the comparison to Native American art being appropriated uh, for financial gain was being compared to what Marvel's doing with these hip-hop covers, I'm like, I disagree. I just right. disagree because right. I, I understand the passion for and, – and the genuine passion for any form of music. I don't think it started with hip-hop. Right, I, I absolutely believe that the, the the lovers of hip-hop have that kind of, dare I say, almost religious kind of passion behind it, mm-hmm. but I would say that the British invasion had that kind of loyalty because again, just like in hip-hop, it came through in fashion, it came through in all forms of media trying to either emulate, parody, or tap into genuinely – those kinds of true cultural moments, and that's the thing. It's a genuine, true cultural moment. But I also think that when it becomes part of all of pop culture, it's everybody's. And and that's from the best standpoints and from the worst standpoints. Right. So it's it's fair to get upset when you think something is crass, but all, by the same token, it's like uh, it's no different than when other forms of that kind of. Loyalty and and devotion to that kind of cultural movement get appropriated by pop culture. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> Those are my editorials. <laughs> Roll the credits, man, because exactly. No, no, it's good. No, no, no. We still got to talk about your animation. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless, I mean, you, unless you're tired and you're tired of talking to me, well, which I guess. you know, man, I tell you, I mean,
1: it's it, it, it's it's a conversation that will continue. That's for sure. This is not going to solve
0: everything no, no. it's not going to make everyone happy but absolutely it, it, it and is, by the, the way this is my opinion as well right. and you guys been everyone's free to tell me well you're full of shit shit so interesting. <laughs> what
1: totally
0: fine i'm good with that <laughs> well thank totally good. like i said i mean you know it, it it will it
1: will um make a difference i i, I feel strongly with that i um you know, I, I, again, I've, I've come, I've come from uh, many years of <clears throat> seeing, seeing a lot of different things that I felt um, wasn't right, um, and I wasn't a part of those things, if that makes sense. Like I, I, I chose not to be a part of certain things based on
0: <clears throat>
1: where I saw it
0: going. Um, okay. And so you yeah. turned down opportunities because oh yeah, you saw more than oh yeah, what?
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: Okay. And and,
1: uh, and it's not necessarily with Marvel. I'm just saying in general. I hear you. Absolutely. But those things and some of them um, was with Marvel um, and DC actually. Um, okay. I just didn't feel like, and it wasn't necessarily just about my. Um, my convictions as an African American or anything like that—it was just about just me artistically, uh, which does play into my 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 background. You know, I don't necessarily want to draw a kitty book, you know, because that's just not something that I identify with. I did did those before, but that was you know at the beginning. I wanted to establish. Get some type of work to establish myself, um, and and once I got to a certain point uh, in my career, then you know I, I now have some choices, creative choices I can make. Understood. And uh, you know, if I if, if I am allowed those choices, I'm going to make them. <laughs> so
0: well, or you'll make them yourself. Yeah, because that's that's the interesting point where I think all of you guys are now that are starting to kind of test the creator own waters. And it's the, the question I keep asking, because I've yet to find a satisfactory answer of what Marvel and DC currently represent, you can't call it college, because it's a little more than college. You said it earlier, and this has kind of been the recurring theme of, you make your name at the big two, and then are hopefully taking that audience with you to try out these other ideas that you can pursue on your own, which I think is great. But I think that's why it's important to point out, too, that it is different. It seems like it is different now, and it better be for their own survival because we're at a time now more than ever where I think DC and Marvel in particular, they need not just name creators – But the soon-to-be name creators, and they need to maintain a good relationship because it's not the final destination the way it was when you were still trying to break in. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm saying this all from the wrong side of the curtain. But yes, I mean, you're you're,
1: you're right. I mean, I mean, I'm 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 quite certain that Marvel and DC are aware of where they are in the. Pantheon of priorities, you know, sure. for a creator. Um,
0: they're not they're not naive by that anymore. Um, right, think, and they're not the only game in town. They're, they're they right. see how the market has changed right. as we've been spelling out in these two hours. And I, again, I really think it's important to like. All right, let's all connect the dots now <laughs> and see what's being said because right. it's true and it's that's great because they still need. Really great up and coming creators because they they have to have quality behind the their their established characters. They also know that they're not going to be able to hang on to you guys forever. Right, right.
1: And so, uh, um, excuse
0: me, I uh,
1: the conversations that I have with the editors and publishers of these various companies are vastly different than it used to be. Um simply because of what you just stated. And that is very empowering. It's very comforting. And it's not about, you know, having a certain power, but it is because the creator, you know, for a very long time, and this is not a, a, a you know, a, a race necessarily a race thing or anything like that <clears throat> this is more of just as a creator any creator <clears throat> um, for a very long time I mean honestly since the beginning of this industry it has been you know the the old tropes the feast or famine trope the, you know um, you know the going after, you know, any job, you know, um, you can get because you just don't know when the next one is coming, that kind of thing. Um, I think those things are a lot different now. I don't think creators are necessarily wired like that anymore. And that's incredible. That's a a tremendous thing. There, there, There may be some, and those are a lot of the guys that kind of came through those, but the creators of today... Um, they definitely aren't like that. And I, I can tell you with confidence they're not like that. Simply from I've I've done a lot of uh like lectures and stuff like that at uh, various you know, institutions. Like at um there's there's one here um locally, um SCAD, the Savannah College of Art and Design. Yes. And every time that I go there I always ask the, you know, the students, what do you want to do? Nine times out of 10, they want to do their own thing. And it, you know, that's so different from what I came up with. I was, you know, it was all about working at Marvel of DC. Sure. Never, never dawned on me at that time that um, the end result was to be my own, to do my own thing. I would say it. To some degree, but it wasn't real. If that makes sense,
0: you know. Absolutely, especially if it's just comic books. Yeah. What else was there? Yeah. But DC, Marvel, a little bit of Charlton, a little bit of Eclipse. Yeah. Those those other tiered publishers were so far down the pecking order, they weren't on the spinner rack, right. or if they were, it was like one slot compared to the all the others that were DC and Marvel.
1: You know, Im- Image, really. Changed everything. And this is not, you know, it's not just, you know, because of the image now. I'm talking about image when it first started. It really Mm -hmm. changed everything. Because even at that moment, you know, it was just those creators making their own thing. It's planted that seed that went from that point on and will continue to go on. Um, it just planted that seed that you can create your own thing, and of course, you know, um, it it hadn't really materialized until recently, you know, that that uh, that creator own movement, the creator own movement, um, I think, is a lot more uh, substantial now, um, <clears throat> and. But it started then. I mean, there there was no nothing else before that that basically said we're gonna band together and create this company with our own ideas, it, and it and it and it and ended up being so established and so uh, successful, you know. Yeah. So.
0: No, I agree, man. And I and and yeah, now we're in a, we're in a great place where I think technology has democratized opportunity and, and, and allowed a creator to do his thing in a way that, you know, wasn't possible pre-internet age. right? And I, and I, you know, and I, and, you know, if like, if you're, if you're game, let's, let's switch to animation because like, you know, last time we talked, we were talking about your Kickstarter for the 1000. Right. And, and for special sauce and everything. And, uh, your uh, your animation, uh, uh, pardon me, Secret Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. It is special, though. Secret <laughs> Sauce is definitely special. <laughs> but Secret Sauce, I'm sorry. I got to
1: so tell my guys that. They're going to get a
0: kick
1: out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, i just called <laughs> it Special Sauce. Oh,
0: fuck him. He's wrong, idiot. Why'd you talk to him, Severn? I don't
1: know. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Go on. Go. <laughs> no, it's good, man. No, every now and then I need a jam to keep me real. It's, all, it's good. It's all good. Uh, I'm gonna give you no, a seriously.
1: special sauce with um, a, um, a bunch of uh, Pete Rock and Seal smooth MP3s. <laughs> I'm sending you a care package tomorrow. <laughs> you're gonna get. You're gonna get. You're gonna get more than you can handle, man.
0: I appreciate that. That's all right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, so tell me what's going on in animation. I know, I know that uh, big things are happening for you. Yeah.
1: Um, without, I, I can't really, um, go into details on one project, but, uh, of course, uh, you know, just like what you were just saying, you know, um, the, the power of the creator really is, uh, more evident than it ever has been in, in my opinion. Um, and, um, you know, there's a lot of creators that are taking advantage of that. I'm, t- I'm trying to do the same thing. Um, I am, an uh, I guess, a co-creator and illustrator for a, a children's book series called An Army of Frogs. Well, it's called Kulapari. That's the overall title. And that's okay. the okay. aboriginal word for poison. And you oh, know, oh, this wow. is about these poison dart frogs that basically, their poison protects. The, the outback, <clears throat> but the outback is known as the lands. So it's kind of like, um, like every amphibian is inhabiting this air, this, this land and these frogs protect them from all the evil forces out there, like the scorpions and the spiders and the, uh, you know, <clears throat> these predatorial creatures. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings with amphibians in it.
0: Dude, the designs that you've got in the deadlines uh, in Volume Four and everything, no, they look great. They're very warrior-like. They're very, yeah, they're very, they're very Lord of the Rings if with amphibian kind of warrior. Yeah, looking.
1: yeah. I mean, um, and dare I say, I, I probably would even use the 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 um, the movie Avatar, not the Airbender Avatar, but the blue.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and also because you're right because it's, it's amphibious with an air of nobility as yeah, well.
1: Yeah, very tribal noble themes to it. <clears throat> but um, you know, the Children's Book series is um, gone very well. Um, it's through um, Abrams Publishing which uh, are the same guys that did um, they do. Diary of a Wimpy Kid so we got a pretty awesome machine behind us. Um, Excellent. And um, you know, because of that, uh, we got a Netflix series coming out. Uh, wow! Next year, uh, the fall of next year. Wow! Um, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> it's 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 really funny because you know I honestly didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> uh, my 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 writer and in creator the 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 creator of the concept initially he he brokered that deal. Um, you know, of course they, you know, I came in as a consultant where, you know, um, letting them, you know, get inside my, I guess, my, my designs and cool. kind of learning the ins and outs of each character through my designs. And, um, they took, they took those designs and they ran with them. I mean, they, they kind of... Did
0: brought... you create that style guide or did you, or is there a combination of what they were doing and what you did? There's a combination, um... You know, okay. a lot of
1: what I have is more geared towards artistically what it's going to look like for the book. But the main, the main sure. characters are definitely coming from my designs. They have cool. some other initial characters. Not, um, yeah, they have some other characters that are um, from. They're, they're derived from my original characters, but they're not totally um, identical to those characters <clears throat> and they're, they're, they're more suited for animation. I can say that. Um, my, my illustrations are more, at least, um, the ones that you see there, they're more geared towards, you know, the uh, illustration, uh, animation. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that, that's something that, uh, we, we went back and forth over, um, a couple of months and, um, it's looking really good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, they, I think there's, they they got deal. They got a deal for uh, thirteen episodes, um, and it looks like we're already in talks for uh, for more. But um, you know, the, the That's net, Netflix is just man. They're killing it right now. With
0: yeah, they are. Holy shit, they are. You know, I. I- Judd Winnick was just on The Last Word Bloom, oh. uh as we're recording. It hasn't posted yet, actually. I'm going to post it when we're done talking. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah, and, I, and he had uh, he was involved with a Hulu show that Seth Meyers and um, his writing partner created, The Awesomes. And, you know, I, I like a lot of stuff on Hulu. I like a lot of stuff on Amazon Prime. But I got to tell you, Netflix really is like killing the Yeah, it
1: Netflix is a whole and, other animal.
0: So yeah, congratulations on getting it on that platform because I think you that's your best shot at eyeballs. I even heard and I didn't see it, but remember that Turbo movie was such a flop and yet I know that the animated series is actually doing pretty well on Netflix.
1: Oh yeah, I, I which Turbo is that?
0: Turbo was like the snail that
1: Oh like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah.
0: And they they you know, they made they were already committed to making the the T V show and the movie, as I remember, and I could be misremembering, but uh, <laughs> as George Bush would say, yeah. uh, you know, I, they that it didn't do as well as they projected. Right. But I think the TV show has really, mm. you know, actually, you know, found an audience. And also, the great thing is too, like you said, if they're if they're talking already about a season two, they almost have to do it to kind of like make it stick, right? You know, right. so that's awesome. It's, al- it's
1: almost like a you know, it's a no brainer these days with content coming out in that format where you have all in one, yep. you, you know, it just makes sense that you, you got to have a, another season at least, um, yep. because otherwise it's kind of pointless, you know, yeah, definitely. So, um,
0: so is it going to be action adventure all, all the way through?
1: Yeah. Action adventure, um, definitely skewed towards, um, uh, a younger audience, seven to 12, um, or six okay. to 12, um, depending. Um, so yeah, it, Definitely uh, action adventure.
0: Cool. No, that's great, yeah. man. You know, hey, there's hey, you know, there's a lot of good stuff that we grew up on that was you know aimed at us or aimed at little kids and stuff. And it's like, nah, actually, that stuff's really goddamn good. <laughs> so That's cool.
1: Well, I kind of what I what if they've shown me a couple of uh, shots of it already, and it kind of feels like um, <sighs> like firewall goes west a little. Okay, um, yeah, it with All right. with some dark crystal. Oh, nice! Appeal. Right. Okay, good the, deal. The animated, have you ever <laughs> seen the animated uh, Dark Crystal? I know you got the live action one. No,
0: I've only seen them yeah, the movie. Yeah, the,
1: the there was an animated one that was really that was one of my favorite shows as a kid. Um, yeah, so it it has that it has that appeal where you know the anim, anim, anamorphic. Um, you know, creatures and they're doing sure. tremendous uh, feats and you know. Um, and you, you know, they they we're honestly doing um, a couple of other things outside of even that. There there's some other uh, things like apparel. There's a uh kulapari um, You know, well, I shouldn't even tell you what exactly what it is, but (laughs) I can't go into the details of it. But yeah, there's some apparel that we're working on right now. Um, Cool. Yeah, and um,
0: hey, man, look at Adventure Time! Look at all the look at all the apparel that they've uh, come up with and stuff. Right, right. So why not? That's fantastic, man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, very cool.
1: So you know, so our animation studio, we did a trailer for my my actual animation studio. Um, We did a trailer for. Um, for the book to promote the book um, and a lot of people thought that um, the animation that we did for that was what the animation was going to be for the series the Netflix uh, series and okay. um, that that's not the case so we I had to put out a, a big disclaimer that oh no guys this is not it because people were getting super excited because I see the, the trailer that we did I mean You know, I'm going to brag on my guy, man, it was pretty awesome. And, um, you know, um, but that's that's not the direction of the show, per se. Um, And I'm not talking about quality. I'm just talking about the hours was a little more serious and edgy. And, um, you know, um, the Netflix show is definitely a lot more lighthearted. There's moments in there, but, you know, overall. Like I said, seven to twelve is what we're.
0: I hear you, man. It almost sounds like Kevin Eastman and what you know the original Turtles concept exactly. was versus Saturday morning and stuff. Exactly. So I'm with you. Yeah,
1: but um, you know um, what that has spawned into with our personal studio is, um, I guess, going all the way back to that Kickstarter. You know, the Kickstarter definitely got a lot of eyeballs on. What we were trying to do, and we started to get offers from various companies. Um, a few companies that can't really go into details with because we're in talks right now. Um, okay. And they're huge though. And it's just I'm like, wow, this is insane. And um, you know, we're just a small group of guys. It's like six of us initially. Um, <clears throat> but we did that trailer for the frogs um, shortly after the Kickstarter thing. That went viral, um, and then we started to get even more opportunities or offers, I should say, and then we got this one that we just couldn't turn down, and that's what we're working on right now. Um, I can say this. It's for a video game. We're doing a trailer for a video game. It's going to be 2D animation. Okay, um, cool. It's going to be pretty huge. It won't be out until next year, early next year. But, um, you know, it's we honestly felt like, man, we might have bitten off more than we can chew. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, we couldn't turn it down because we, we started to gain a lot of momentum um, from the, the other two smaller things we've done. And this is by far the biggest thing we've ever done. Probably might be the biggest thing we'll ever do, in my opinion, because on the, in terms of where we are. You know, once we, if we grow, when we grow um, from a physical standpoint, then, you know, we'll be able to uh, do some some bigger things. Okay. But this by far
0: is huge. So... um, Is it an existing IP or is it a brand new IP?
1: It's a brand new IP, but it's from a company that is very well known. It's done something that is very well known. So it's cool. kind of like, if you like, it, you know, from the creators of you know, that yes. kind of thing. And I'm with you. You know, if you like that thing, then you'll love this. So excellent. Um, yeah. So we're, like I said, we're, we're, we're on the, uh, well, the downturn of that project right now. We should be done with that probably by the end of September. We'll be wrapping that up and um, we'll start promoting it, and I'll let you know for sure. <laughs>
0: Please do. No, absolutely, man. I was going to say that because, you know, I've, I've fallen away from – it was guys like Remender and Paul Jenkins back in the day that were doing so many video games, right. and I've kind of lost uh, touch with that part of the geek culture in terms of the creative side. And uh, another guy was uh, Brian uh, – oh, damn it. Uh, Brian Reed was a guy like that that was doing a lot of writing. For video games, and I know Frank Terrier does too. So no, I'd be really interested in in terms of yeah, when you're able to talk about it, come back and we'll talk more when it's when it's public. Yep, yep, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so
1: you know, um, a lot of iron's in the fire. That that's that's just how I roll, man.
0: That's actually hey, no, seriously, man. That is great, and like I said, uh, looking through deadlines and especially this latest volume four. That has a lot of your your original concepts and stuff that you 've done with you know different collaborators here and there and stuff the The designs are great, and I just think the possibilities of a lot of these characters are, are endless, and I hope they are in the mix on whatever uh, secret sauce is working on to to you know further the cause and everything because yeah you got I think you've got a lot of really cool ideas, in addition to, you know, the the Dark Horse thing you've got going and, you know, whatever other comic book uh, future plans and stuff. Do you see yourself writing directly more, or are you content, you know, collaborating with people? Um, I, or both? I don't know, a
1: little, a little of both. I, I love conceptualizing. I think that's probably the safest way to say that. I, I don't think I'll ever well, I
0: shouldn't say ever, but there's no oh, right now, the ideas are still coming. Yeah,
1: there, there's no time soon that I'm going to just write my own thing and create it, you know. Um, sure, that's not anytime soon. <clears throat> I have a creator, um, a collaborator that a lot of my creator own stuff, um, I'm working with with him. His name is uh, Chuck Brown, and you know, um, he's a he's a great writer, brilliant writer. Um, you know, uh, hopefully he'll be doing some bigger, bigger things here in the near future as well. But, um, you know, I, um, I don't, you know, I don't have any plans to write
0: first okay. thing. No, I was just curious. No, and, uh, you know, Hey, that's cool. Well, and again, conceptualizing, first of all, let's, let's not forget. And again, this is one of my complaints was when people say, well, there's not enough, you know, writers of color. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I do agree with people who say that it is 50, 50 writer artist. And and God, the storytelling is so it's you know ninety ten in Absolutely. terms of ninety percent and ten percent in terms of and again not to to minimize the the writer's very important contribution because there were a lot of bad nineties comics that a didn't have good storytelling and b uh, it was because the artists themselves weren't good storytellers and further the writing was beyond secondary and it was all about big splash pages that didn't really. You know it it was tough to follow the story. they were beautiful from an art standpoint, but there was no storytelling there. so the artist has such a huge responsibility of creating the world, casting the world, uh directing the you know the finished uh page if you've put it in movie or t v terms right and, you know, so yeah, I mean yeah i know i'm pre- I'm preaching to the choir, <laughs> you know, and that's cool, but right. uh, but that's the thing it's like it's really important to point that out and that and really aesthetically when when it's when it's wrong and stuff, you know, the artist it's it's to his credit. It sometimes he doesn't get the credit, but also unfortunately like if it doesn't succeed, it's sometimes his fault because or her fault because, you know, the storytelling's kinda wonky or whatever. So there's a huge responsibility on the art side. Right. And the good news is like I uh, like I said, I've I've always enjoyed your art, but uh the, the original stuff I'm looking at, these all look cool. I want to see this stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, well there's definitely more to come. I mean you know, the frog stuff. Heck, yeah. Above. Um, you know, uh, rotten apple with, like I said, I'm working on that. With dark horse. Dark horse. That's there. The 1000 stuff that's in there as well. Awesome. That's, that's down the pipe, um, pipeline. So, yeah. Um, you know, so far so good, man. You know, definitely, you know, trying to make sure that, uh, just <clears throat> create own stuff stays in the forefront, you know, but, um, you know, um, my, my, my goal is to, you know, um, put my best foot forward, you know, in everything, of course, but, um, you know, there's, there's some, some, some things that's going to be announced soon over at Marvel that I think, um, you know, will really make a whole lot of sense to, to take that and use that as a, I wouldn't call it a springboard, but just use it as you know. Uh, it can work almost simultaneously to some degree. <clears throat> what I do at Marvel and just what I do creator creator own wise. Um, I
0: I understand. Well, your your friends that you mentioned at the beginning of the conversation are perfect examples of that interaction. Yeah. Deconic. Remender right you know I mean uh Kyle Baker for that matter yeah got you know did you see his TED talk a year or two ago
1: you know I saw some of it not not all of it I saw some yeah, it was great it was great it was it was it was it was awesome the portion that I saw <clears throat> but um you know he he's he's just he's he would be so awesome. I guess that's why he did the TED talk. I would love to be like in a class. Let him be a professor. Just teach,
0: I hear you. You know. No, I hear you, man. I, I had one floor interview with him uh, at New York years ago, mm-hmm. and haven't haven't had the opportunity to have him back. But I would love to. And it's just, yeah, such a smart guy. Yeah. And you know, it's like again, that's what's happening. Like we just said, DC and Marvel. You you kind of alert the general audience as to who you are and they suddenly associate you with the work and it's and it's not about oh well you know who's who's drawing or writing the x men this week it's oh i like this guy or this woman right. i want to follow them right. what are you doing next and that's yeah that's the no that's the next phase and that is where uh, i think genre fiction as far as the way it's being you know told here in comics and really, I think in television and film as well, this is the new norm, and it's great to see it happening finally. And that creators have the powers that they do. So uh, yeah, we you know we want more Sam. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, Sanford, is we want more.
1: <laughs> dude. I tell you what, man. If, if it's within my power, man, you will get more. Absolutely.
0: Awesome, man. Seriously, I I can't thank you enough for such a a. a like I said, earnest and, and and eye-opening conversation that went a lot further than I was expecting to. Um, and, I, and I really appreciate you opening up and, and letting my audience know what's going on because, like I said, I, I can appreciate, as as we both said, I can appreciate the frustration, I can appreciate the anger sometimes, but it just didn't seem like everybody was really looking at the entire picture. Right. And, and I hope that your contribution will help you know make that clearer, and we'll find out more I guess in the months ahead
1: absolutely um that that's the, the best way to uh, to say it man um the best way to 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 show uh, that to, to convey this information is to show it so um stay tuned.
0: Great conversation with Sanford Green. Man, I'm telling you, I I really thought uh, we covered a lot of ground. And um, you may agree with uh, the things that we said. You may not, but that's okay. And I just felt like this was a a point of view that was missing in the dialogue about uh, what's happening with the Marvel hip-hop covers and uh, really at the big two in general. And I think sometimes we need to step back and really take a full picture of what's going on, not only in the comic books, but again, what's happening uh, behind the camera. Uh, because television and movies are a very important part of what these two companies are doing right now. That'll do it for today's Word Balloon. I hope you enjoyed it. It was brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. Excellent deals are happening at InStock Trades on some amazing uh, books. Uh, Jessica Jones, Trade Paperback Volume 1, Alias, uh, they're bringing it back. Not surprising with the Netflix show just a few months away, 50% off uh Bendis. And of course, uh, Mike Gatos, Bill Sinkevich, among others, 50% off. It's just $12 and 49 cents. You can get Sweet Tooth, the deluxe edition book one from Jeff Lemire. What an excellent Vertigo series, 50% off $14 and 99 cents. How about Django Unchained? You can get the hardcover from Reggie Hudlin and RM Guerra and others. Uh, the Great Vertigo Adaptation is uh, seven issues long, but you can get it in a hardcover at forty-five percent off, thirteen dollars and seventy-four cents. There's Groove: Friends and Foes trade paperback, Volume One, Sergio Aragonas and Mark Evanier, forty-two uh, percent off. It's just eight dollars and sixty-nine cents. You can get uh, Donald Duck, The Daily Newspaper Comics hardcover edition is thirty percent off, twenty-seven dollars and ninety-nine cents. Nail Biter Volume Three. Joshua Williamson and Mike Henderson, Blood in the Water, is uh, 45% off, $8.24. Just the tip of the iceberg. If you want great deals, you will find them at prices you can't believe at InStockTrades.com. If your orders are $50 or more, you receive free shipping. All DC and Image titles are 45% off. uh, Just some of the savings that they are passing on to you. And it's a a great company and a great service. InStockTrades.com. And Word Balloon, again, is also brought to you by Cincy Comic-Con, happening uh, September 12th and 13th at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. Um, Great show. Really looking forward to it. Cannot believe that it's the third Cincy Comic-Con. But uh, it's a great lineup of creators. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the conversation that will be happening there, both in the aisles and on the panels. Word Balloon is uh, moderating a a lot of panels that weekend. We will bring the programming to you, but experience it live. If you've got no plans uh, post-Labor Day, this is a great last gasp of summer because the weather is always uh, cooperative, and it's just beautiful. It's right on the river. Uh, Cincy Comic Con, September 12th and 13th at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. For details, head to their website, Con. Dot com. John Sutra saying thanks again for listening to Word Balloon. Thank you, League of Word Balloon listeners, for your support as always through Patreon. Go to WordBalloon.com for more information. If you would like to help the cause and subscribe to Word Balloon, I certainly would appreciate it. Um, great conversation is still to come this month in September onto October we've got New York Comic Con also just uh, weeks away and uh, still a lot of uh, San Diego obligations that I intend to keep as far as uh, creators that are coming up a few more interesting guests that have never been on Word Balloons some old favorites are coming back as well along with uh, programming I'm sure from Cincy Comic Con I'm sure I'll do some interviews out in New York and uh, it's going to be a great fall um, but we don't want to say goodbye to summer just yet. As far as I'm concerned, every day counts. So, uh, until it's officially fall on uh, September 21st or whatever, I'm still enjoying my summer and I hope you do the same until next time. Uh, you can re- write, me if you want, uh, any opinions, questions, or comments, reach me via email, John at dot You can find me at Facebook under my name, John Suntress or at the word balloon network and, uh, Twitter under John word balloon. I occasionally try to tumble and, uh, write my thoughts out there as well. Um, but, uh, always interested in your feedback, uh, please uh, feel free to contact me. I'm right here for you. Don't forget that. Until next time, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2015.